0: Hey, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ The Road Podcast presented by DJ City and Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got DJ D-Miles. What's good, what's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. We got our associate producer over here on the sidelines associating, pr- producing. Amen. We got Nudia. Yes. And then we got a special guest. I've known this dude like over a decade yeah. in, the, in the Las Vegas nightlife scene. He's probably one of my favorite uh EDM house DJs? Yeah. And I think he's one of the best uh EDM house DJs in the city. Easily. And he's a really fucking good open-format DJ when <laughs> he wants to be. Yes. Damn, it. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know if I'm fucking up he's his branding. Nah. <laughs> but he, he could throw down a good hip-hop set when, yes. he, when he wants to. By default. Yeah, yeah.
1: By default. <laughs> when he's forced <laughs> to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, we got the very talented and one of one of the greatest guys I know, DJ Jason Lima. Yes. What up, fam? Yeah, thank, thank you so much, man. Thank you, man. It's been, mi- it's,
2: it's been a minute, man. I haven't it's been, seen. It's been a long time. Yeah. How, when was the last time I saw you? Honestly... I would say at least eight years. Really? Damn. Yeah. Damn I haven't man. seen you in eight years. Maybe. That's crazy. It can't be yeah. that long, man. It possible? No, Maybe.
0: Because every no, time you're years, working, <laughs> I'm yeah. working. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. So this is the history with Jason Lima and actually D Miles. Yeah. We all worked at Tau Group together Same time, yeah. in the late 2000s. Yeah. Right? For like years. Yeah. Yeah. For years to come. We did Tau, We did Lavo. And... I think we all started from the bottom there. Yes. Right? And that's how I
3: actually met Lima was because when I started, obviously like everyone else, like we start in the lounge. Right. And it would be Jason Lima. And he, I think you would do like the five to 10. Yeah. And then I would come in and do like the 10 to close. And back then the, the close was like whenever the main room
0: would, would finish. Right.
3: Sometimes it would be 4.30, sometimes it would be 5 in the morning.
0: Well, let's let's talk about like the way everything was structured, right? Yeah. So yeah. when I came into Tao Group, I was actually I, I was coming so I was previously um, I had a, a one year non compete contract yeah in Vegas, so when I was at Light Group and I was DJing at Jet and Light mm. in like the two thousand six seven, uh, I couldn't work in Vegas for a year yeah, and so when I came back I was at Wet Republic, and before my one year hiatus I was actually preempted i was gonna sign with tau group to do the main room yeah but when i when after the one year was up it it was like my stock went down a little bit (laughs) so they were like started from the bottom yeah so they were like (laughs) you know we ain't got the main room for you yeah uh, but you could dj the restaurant yeah so the way tau works in las vegas is that if you're an entry-level dj you dj the restaurant which is the restaurant hours yeah and then if you graduate that you go to Opium Room, mm-hmm. which was like the side room yes. of Tao. Yeah. And then if you graduated that, you, you made it to the main room. Yeah. <laughs> and then a few years later, they opened Lavo, which right. is in the Palazzo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they, they, they put like a hand select of DJs in there as well. Right. Yes. So when I started in there, they were like, we, you can do the restaurant. So I started the restaurant then I moved to Opium Room. But as we were bouncing around from restaurant to Opium Room to main room, we were all working together pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And we, we were all doing restaurant, opium room, sometimes yeah. main room. We were just, and we, we'd, be, we'd see each other like three times a week, yeah. if, if anything, right? For yeah. sure. Yeah. And that's how we knew it because yeah. Lima, I always knew you as an amazing house DJ. Yeah. Right?
2: It's my passion, Yeah,
0: Yeah. But you would, do, you would have to do open format. You'd have to open for Vice. You'd have to open for whoever who was I, in the, in the yeah. main room, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I fell into that. I, yeah. I didn't want to. You didn't want to? No. Yeah. I was asked to, and then they were like, you need to, because somebody didn't show up in the Opium romance, mm. And I went up there, I was like, I don't even know what's being played right now. I have mm-hmm. no idea. I play like down tempo, and I play house. Yeah. So yeah, I, I fell by default, and then they were like, yeah, you're not going back to just to playing the restaurant hours, which was like Buddha bar style, which is I was okay with. And so, he was amazing at it too. So like, what <laughs> what were you initially brought into Tal Group for? So um, there was a... I did a little side party on Wednesdays at Firefly. It was all deep house. And what year is this? Give me a year. 2004. 2004. So, okay. and then I did a uh, another lounge in uh, Paris called Risque. Yep. Mm-hmm. I used to stay there. And uh, oh, that that was a
0: pretty pretty big was, club, uh, right? Wait,
2: was it Risque Chateau? Yeah, yeah, that was the original. Chateau yeah, it was before. a pretty Chateau big Chateau club. That's, yeah.
0: a, that's a good like Vizquet. 1,200 yeah. 12, like 1,200 capacity room. I right? mean,
2: I did this actually. I did the side room. It was like the main room was like a cyber kid.
0: And, and I, I,
2: I did a small lounge, deep house. And so the house was in the side rooms, right? Always. At this in time? The side, yeah. It was this, always it in it the It was side already room. phasing out. It was on its way out. Like, you know, main room was always open format. So by the mid 2000s in Vegas, yeah, it was. The house room was going to the side room, yeah, right? It was nothing going on. How
0: long? So let's talk about your
2: history. How long have you been in Vegas? I've been in Vegas since 2001. 2001. Yeah. And where, where are you from? I'm from Miami. Miami. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, I left Miami. Born and raised? I was born and raised in Miami.
0: Yeah, I read in like an interview that, you, you know, your mom's
2: kind of was like, she got you to fall in love with music yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. My mom was like, a, she was the one that was playing vinyl in my house. My dad's always been like a intellect. Like he likes reading books. He likes, mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom likes playing music. So she would always play records for her friends and break new like salsa and stuff like, or be like the guy, the one that had the gold pieces of. Vinyl, yeah. What, what's your background? Colombian. Colombian. Yeah. Both Damn. My parents, yeah my I was dad. wondering that. Yeah. Yeah. My parents are both from uh, Medellin, Colombia. Oh, wow. Nice. So, that uh, accent came out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, you know, watching her flex her favorite records to her friends was like, wow. She had, he would only play gold pieces of music. Like, this is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that was my cheap thrill watching that because my dad would go to work and she would play music. But uh, yeah, that's how, that was my one thing. I would like record tapes at the house. I didn't buy records. I recorded the tape. Like I would wait for the song to come out. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. And then, did you start DJing in Miami? I started like doing it as a hobby in Miami, and then I moved here and uh, you know, just kind of like weasel my way into a couple gigs for free and doing like that. What made you? What made you come to Vegas? Uh, it's crazy. I've known you this long, and I'm I like, know. I'm just getting
4: <laughs> <No, it's coming. laughs> to be honest. With you, it was it's like catching up.
2: It, a long, a long story short, late '90s, I was partying. Parting my ass off in of Miami. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. And I had to check out. So I, I, I had a two-day binger, a partying, and I had a clear thought, I'm going to get out of here or I'm, gonna so so I'm going, going to die. To, so you came to Vegas? Yeah, so the Vegas <laughs> was the next <laughs> best thing. <day>. Of, <laughs> of all places? <laughs> no, I, he He's like, fuck it. So I, uh, I moved to Yosemite. Yosemite? I oh, packed, shit. I packed all my stuff. I got online. I got a job online uh, to live in Yosemite National Park. Man. Like, like, like a park just, ranger? Anything. Get the fuck out of the city. But what were you doing in Yosemite? I went there to, I applied for, to work on this river, just to put canoes in the river and just work there. And I'm going to get away from like the party scene. Oh, he was detoxing. For so right. I was, de- I was thawing myself out. Wait, what me. happened in Miami that made you want to It was. To tell us, to tell us. Like some, like yeah, some bad happened. Nothing huh? bad happened. No. I, just, yes, I just, I just did. Okay. Listen, I was, up, I was up, I was up for two days and I, I was candy flipping. And mm. I was, and I had a clear thought. Like, what's candy flipping? It's a mixture of <laughs> of acid and ecstasy. Yeah, I haven't it heard was, that in years. Was, man. Was wait, that? You know what this is? Yeah. Have you done this, never? I've never done. No, yeah. You lying motherfucker! The acid man. is crazy, bro. <laughs> candy flipping. Yeah. So what does that do? So I was doing like ecstasy for a day, for like over 24 hours, and then I took some acid. So then it oh was gosh. like, wait, how old are, how old are you at this? I age? was like 23. Damn.
4: Nice. And I just. Sick. Wait, it was the acid that made you think differently, know. right? Yeah, probably. Because I feel
2: like that will open up like Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was that's like, what people say.
2: It was it was like the feeling of like, you know, so when, I've heard. you know when you wake up and you're like, Oh, I'm breaking up with her. Like that they were like re- oh, it's I'm happy, I'm happy, like that's the move. Because that's it's good. more like a psychedelic heart. You know what I mean? Like, you know that's when that deep. day when you make the decision, that's deep. what he said, though. When you make that decision, when you wake up, like, that's it. I'm breaking up with her, and I can't wait. All of it, all the it, fellas can relate. We're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that was That was the way I felt like, yeah. oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm I'm going to either go to jail or get the fuck out. So I'm going to go out. So... How was the club scene back then in Miami? In Miami, it was it was nuts. You were just going out. Yeah, it was like crazy. it was house. It was you know it was partying. It was what clubs that. was popping like Space. Space hasn't opened up yet. This was like oh, not, this was in '99. So I was going oh, wow. to 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 some of the parties that were free space and uh, this place called Groove Jet and other places. Oh yeah, Groove Jet. Yeah, yeah. um, Andrew Sasson old spot. Yeah, Sasson. Yeah, he was the doorman there. Yeah. always Andrew Sasson Yeah, bro. So <laughs> do you remember him at the door? Yeah, you do you too. Yeah, I remember one day I was. Wearing, oh, you on the list? These <laughs> I was wearing the. St- oh, one day I walked up. He was wearing the same shirt. I was wearing the same shirt, and he's like. You're not getting in. I was like, oh, wow. oh, yeah. <laughs> cause you shop at the and same that, places and shit. Yeah, well, that one particular day we were wearing like the same. Outfit. You're not getting yeah. in. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> Change your shirt, and maybe I'll maybe I'll think about getting you in.
2: And and I was already like, do- I was already do- I was already dosed up. Like I gotta go somewhere, man. Like it like I was flying, dude. So anyway, so, um,
5: Liam and Johanna from back.
2: They used to work at Drew Jet. I don't remember. No. No. Do you think he's going to remember? (laughs) No. I mean, no, I really wasn't Kenny flipping all the time. But, anyways, uh, I moved out of there. I got out of there. I got, I lived in Yosemite for a year. I just needed to check out of the cities. And then I went to LA for a year, did that for one year. And I came here on vacation. I'm like, this is like a young Miami. Mm, New. Yeah. It hadn't been taken over yet. And I felt like this is an opportunity because LA felt like it was. It, like, everybody had their roots in there, and it didn't feel enough for me. I wasn't an actor or anything like that. But right. Mm-hmm. Came here, and I just winged it, man. Worked at Mandalay Bay, worked bartending, you know, waiting tables. Rum Jungle, I worked at Rum Jungle. I was a bartender. I was a server. Oh, wow. Um, and you were just alone. I, I, I came with a roommate that I lived in L.A. But we, we moved out here together, yeah, just him and I. And was there. the plan that you were like, I want to DJ? No, it was just fun. It was a fun city to be like, Just I I was DJing, but it was never like, this is my career. It was just like, this is what I do for fun. I love it, but Mm -hmm. I got to make money. I got to figure out life. So
0: you're like bartending in Rum Jungle. Are you listening to the DJ?
2: Right. Michael
0: Toast, old guy, like the old school. Michael Toast, oh yeah. Yeah, Michael
2: Toast, those guys. like uh, Remember, uh, what was his name? Randy, Randy, RTM or something like that. Then we had Hollywood, we had R.O.B. Hollywood, yeah. So I started working. R.O.B.? R.O.B. Right? So yeah. I got hired at Ghost Bar to work there just to do, like, the odd shifts. And I was just in there playing house. And they're like, Dude, you got to slow down with the house. We need to hear, like, 50 Cent in the Club. And I'm like, what? So I, I would go to. <laughs> hip-hop, site. Hip-hop, hip-hop site. Hip-hop site. I was going. I'm like, I need the hottest hip-hop records, man. It's like 50 Cent in the Club, you know. Who was working there, Five? Five was working there. <laughs> Um, so f- you were going to five. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even And know his this. stone lazy ass was like, Getting you all the hip-hop shit. they were handpicking. He was like, the,
0: the 40 50 cent is over there.
5: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: so I winged it for a while there. And then I got let go. I got let go from Ghostborn. Like, go you, know, you play way too much house. You got to go. And I was, mm. I was heartbroken. I've never been fired by any. Job of my life. That was the first job I have ever been fired from. And if you had Twitter, you would have went off on them. <laughs>
0: if you had Twitter, you would have shit all over Ghost I Bar, mean, right? Nah. That's the that's the weird shit though, right? If well, we all it, had Twitter no, and all of things would have been different. All of these things that's that happened to us. journal right Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we would have be. been on Twitter, shit it could could be. Be. Know, right? Ghost Bar
3: was Bar was crazy then, right? Because you, you that was like that was like in the real world days. Two thousand two, two thousand yeah. two, two
2: thousand three. I was a Ghost Bar. I left there. Coast Bar was in the Palms. Yeah. The Palms were basically. It was basically... cracking. was the first time I saw AM. I had never heard oh, of him. I was no like, who people. is this guy? He was amazing. You know, I'd seen Vice. This and... was Fat AM. Like, chubby. AM. Yeah, he was thick. Yeah. He was <laughs> thick. He was thick man. I mean, it was. He was thick. I love I remember that. remember back on the, t- they did a Tuesday party there at the, uh, the Palms. Right, 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 right. It was by the pool. Anyways, I saw a bunch of guys come out, never heard of them. And uh, ROB, Hollywood, they were always killing it on the, you know, their weekend parties and i left there like i said i was doing this lounge ironically somebody got some guy came in was talking to me and he's like hey buy you a drink i'm like i don't drink i'd already quit drinking and uh it ended up being omar omar galliano g omar galliano uh that same night at risque like tonight's your last night man i'm like why we have another dj coming in i was like jesus so i call omar he's like come in for an audition and then so omar galliano
0: It was the music director at Tau Group. He was. Right. And now he's with Mac Agency.
2: And now he's over there uh, on the record. So So Omar was there, was he like recruiting you? He, at the time, it felt like some weird guy trying to buy me a drink. And I'm like, I don't drink, man. But <laughs> he he did you he felt like he was hitting I, on you? I, was th- was a little bit. It, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Hey, come over here. Now, let me buy a drink. He just, I'm like, I don't <laughs> drink. Like, Can I buy? And, then, and I was like, no. But he gave me his card and on the way out. I'm like, you know what? Let me call this guy up. Uh, and I said. <laughs> he was like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> did the car say, "Town, Las Vegas already?
2: Yeah. The Tao hadn't opened yet, right? It hadn't, but there had been an advertisement for it to open up for years there. Right. I knew it was going to be something. It had been like, you know, 9-11 had just happened. So this is so, like 2005, early 2005. Yeah. So I started there in the lounge, just playing like acid jazz, down tempo with some lighthouse. And then I was done at 10 p.m. So the lounge was a restaurant though, right? Yeah. It was the restaurant and people were stopped there to get a drink before they get set. But at the time, Tao was like the hottest. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. every so celebrity was... wanted to be there. Was, right. Um, and I did that for years For years just, I was content Five to ten I got home I was good How many days Did you spend? I did it about Two nights a week Friday and Saturday And then I was bartending And waiting tables At Rum Juggle mm-hmm.
4: This whole time You were sober Sober Damn yeah. I thought out man I No more Nothing. Yosemite Cleaned them up bro
2: I mean It
3: did It did <laughs> <But> I mean, <laughs> that, that makes sense Why you were cool With the lounge Because the energy Was just chill yeah, You could was... just go in there and Do your thing yeah. musically You yeah. weren't like Popping, watching people pop bottles, and no thinking about
2: drinking. I wasn't interested. Yeah, at all. Mm-hmm. At all. And there was really not that much of an electronic scene here either. So that's why I started doing my side party at Firefly. And Firefly was like
0: a go-to spot too. It yeah. was like they Top had us. all these tapas, yeah. and all the industry people went there. Yeah. So it was like a very industry yeah. local-driven uh, mm-hmm. spot, and
2: it was it was pretty big. Yeah. It was funky. Yeah. It was. It felt like a good vibe, and that's what, that's when I started like just really pursuing that and. Uh, yeah, And then, so when I, so I was
0: at Light Group, I moved from New York to Vegas in, in the end of 2005, and I was with Light Group from 2006, 2007, and in 2008, probably near the end of 2008, I joined Tao Group. So in that time, in the, in the three years, you went from the lounge, and did the, the, they start moving
2: you to- They started moving me into the opium room, <clears throat> and then maybe some opening sets, which I didn't always feel comfortable with. I'm like, I'm the wrong person. Because I, you know, Darren was so talented. He was already. Janelle,
0: you were in, you were opening at that time, or what? Yeah, I just started because I was doing. What year did you start?
3: Oh eight. Oh eight. Yeah, I summer of eight. And so, like, I would, me and me and Lima became friends because we would always cross pass and lounge. I would, I would finish off the night when he would be done at ten o'clock,
0: and then they slowly you, moved and then the you other. do the club, the club night, the club yeah. hours. Yeah. So he'd do the dinner hours, and then you'd come, and then you'd do the club
3: 1030 hours. 10.30 to close, which would be crazy at that time. Yeah, 10 to 4 a.m. That lounge felt like a club. Yeah. It was insane.
0: So at Tao, at this point, was literally, I mean, this club in the beginning was so hot, it had three rooms. Yeah. It had the lounge restaurant, mm-hmm. which was kind of the first floor, and then there was the opium room, which was the second floor on the side, Yeah, and then there was the main room on the second floor. And then they
3: started opening up Tower Beach at night. That's how crazy it was, too.
0: Oh, so they have four, four rooms. Yeah. Four and they
3: all
2: four were insanely packed. Yeah. <laughs> insanely. I mean, the lounge is like, if you, if you couldn't get in, that's where you would stay. The lounge. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. couldn't get in, like, if you were... Oh, right. You couldn't get in.
0: Because you needed a stamp to go upstairs. Right. It yeah. was
2: like, the Kardashians are upstairs, and it's so right. busy, like... You, we're okay at the lounge. It's cracking. It's, it's cracking. Free. It's mm-hmm. free. The you bar. Yeah. You know, you didn't get the full on nightclub experience, but you didn't care. You were there. There was. If you was never girls. seen it, like it was good enough. It was like, beautiful. There cool. was a Buddha. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there was some Buddha. I don't know. It was.
0: I remember like
4: there was
2: girls in those tubs. I was so there was the
0: girls in the tubs. I was so competitive when you know, because when you're in the lounge in the restaurant, you're DJing there. You would see people leaving. Yeah. So my my thing was like, oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna, gonna get, I'm gonna keep keep I'm gonna get the guys. And on all, all the girls when they walk through my room before they leave, yeah. to like second think and be like, oh, let's get a drink. It's popping down
2: here. Yeah, like you own the place. Like, right. Hey, I get some more money. Like you yeah, got yeah. like ten
0: percent of the bar. Like I'm gonna. And come. then I was yeah. I was just hoping, and dreaming the manager would be like, man, you did. Every time you hear the numbers <laughs> are crazy. Such a good <laughs> you know, term. You're gonna move you to the main room. Yes. <laughs> With the Kardashians up there and it was rough because i used to be the main room guy at jet and light and yeah. then i had that and i was i couldn't work in vegas for a year when i came back i'd see like vice and five they would yeah. like walk through and be like they'd see me and they were like oh man like <laughs> oh
5: sorry <laughs> what's up man uh-huh. man
0: this nigga fell off <laughs> 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 and i'd be like you could maybe like, good. i'm like yeah i couldn't be like yeah i'm great you know i'm doing <laughs> the lounge the restaurant you know You're what like, Yo. i mean you know I just be like, yeah, what's up, man? Just like, just keep moving. I don't it's, even want to talk to you, man. It's good for your ego. It is. Yeah, humble. it really, it humble really begins.
2: did humble me. You have to. You have yeah. to. Like now, I love the small room. Mm. I, me too. I, I don't want the main room. I don't want the big. But you're in the big rooms now. I'm, I'm, I do the main room at Marquee and I do this Wednesday. Fam, you're a big fucking, you're a big And you doing the you're pool also. Right? I do I do the pool, but like I love the small room. I, I love school. how
0: he's downplaying himself. No, you know what? <laughs> you still got those like the working DJ. I
2: love the, I love, I love the, uh, you have to, listen, when you do a small room, it's a lot more pressure. The room could clear out. like right. Ten girls could leave and you're like, oh, and it started like a fire. Mm -hmm. you have to sustain that energy or whatever it is. You have to keep it intimate, and you have to look people in the eyes, and I love that, man. That's like what I was afraid as as an early DJ. I like that frightening now. Like, give it to me, man. I want to stare at you in the face. I want to tell you, yeah, man, I'm not scared. Let's go. I want to play some deep, funky, groovy. That's my thrill, man. The main room is easy, man. It's like, let me just... But you know, through grenades at your face, and look at the you know the girls dancing above me, and the LED like there's so many distractions. It's not really about me, and and the small room's still not about me. But I'm cooking that small room. Cooking.
0: Okay, I, I wanna I wanna like you're in the big rooms now. You're doing marquee main room, okay. right? You're doing marquee date pool. You're doing um towel, right? You don't do towel. No, right? I don't. Still does lava brunch. You do lava do brunch. Lava brunch, yeah. lava brunch is insane, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it gets crazy. So, like, where you are right now, if you look back into your career, you're in a prime position right now. You're where you would want to be right now. It's it's more than I ever thought it would be. Night, yeah. yeah. And then at, at, when I, in the beginning, right, you didn't really start getting the main room shots for you to just DJ house until late in the 2000s when the EDM started popping off a little bit more. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Because from 2005 to what? What would you say? 2009.
3: Yeah, nine. It was like open
0: format. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there boom. was like, it was a boom. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was, it was like Cascade. It was like, it was like Calvin Harris, Tiesto. Yeah, I think a lot of like,
2: like. A lot of pop records came out too. That were like up tempo. Oh yeah, a lot of Pitbull came out. Mm-hmm. Flow Rider was on a lot of records, and it was mm-hmm. like yeah, oh, yeah everything yeah. became like oh okay. now yeah. well, tempo music is like crookers are coming out with like yeah. records and All that electro scene started mm-hmm. coming out. Right. Like, and, jobs. Jobs. And, yeah. and 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 that was cool too because I knew that that was the energy that I liked. But I also felt like oh man, people don't appreciate the deeper side of it. Yeah. Like I felt like this is great, but it's not how I imagined. Yeah. But that's why you're a house DJ. I love house, man. I I love house because it reminds me of, like, Earth, Wind & Fire, like that tempo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Like that Mm -hmm. tempo and even, like, salsa and, like, that Mm up-tempo. Slower music doesn't feel always, like, party to me. It feels Mm -hmm. like slower energy, and I like that tempo. But I don't like the EDM tempo so, so much. I like the groovier. Yeah house man when yeah. it hits that pocket we're like man this beat is perfect that
5: miami house right
2: that miami house yeah. like even like new york just deep mm-hmm. just chunky like the beats are intelligent i that just turns me on man it makes me feel good damn okay well, do you hear this? do you, <laughs> <it>. do you <laughs> think
4: <laughs> he's talking like
3: it's a girl he's telling <laughs> it to me yeah. do, you know, think that, <laughs> man? do you think that when edm emerged in like the oh nines tens elevens that it helped you or afforded you to get into those big rooms and so it benefited you
2: in a way as well um it, it definitely did because i feel like everybody was prior prior playing a lot they didn't really understand it Mm -hmm. i already understand that tempo i just it was hard for me to like merge into like a harder version of it which is never like my heart man but Mm -hmm. i i could do it like open format i could do open format but yeah the harder house i never felt like it had enough soul for it but i could do it you were good open format dj i I don't know (laughs) i I just don't I just want to groove. I I I feel like I'm fighting for my life when it comes to open force. It's like torture. Yeah. A little no, bit. it's not. Yeah. Nah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, one thing I've learned, especially during the lockdown, is that it's not about me, man. It's about like really, people come to these venues to for a lot of reasons and it's right. not to see me. It's to get relief, man. Mm-hmm. To either meet a person, meet a girl, meet a guy, have fun with their friends, like get... A little weekend off from working, you know, a lot. It's not about like what they think of me. It's what I'm giving them. I want to give. I want people to feel good. I want people to walk out feeling better than when they walked in.
0: Wait. So how has this perspective changed before the pandemic? After pandemic? Because I've. Um, I don't know. For maybe. For, what, what What happened in the pandemic? How did How did the pandemic? treat you like you, how do you, you know what I'm saying you you look like i have lost 50 pounds like 30 pounds
2: I work I work my ass off to stay like feeling healthy healthy is like my most important thing and that mean it's like mental health too like I work on my mental health I Dude, you said like you're not on Instagram or you're as much as like I, ju- I just don't feel like it, it gives me anything and I don't have anything to give like I, I tell my story if I have something to say, but if I don't, I check out. So when I, I, I notice that when I post something, I get a lot more traction when I don't. If I'm constantly putting, people get like, I, f- it just feel like they're not watching it. But I don't have, any, I don't have something to say every day. I don't. Mm-hmm. I like hanging out with my kid. I like hanging out by myself. I like hanging out with my wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have time to like tell you what I'm doing play by play of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm living it.
0: I'm, I'm kind of in the same. Like, or, like area that you are yeah. with social media right now, I, I don't. I,
5: I, I think it's the older we get, we starting to feel that way. Because I feel this absolute same way you do. Yeah, just I can't. I, think, I, can't I find entertain. It, yeah.
2: them. Who am I? Who am I entertaining? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to tap dance for you all day. I can't. It's exhausting
0: it to is. me. Yeah, yeah. But it really seems like younger people are doing it relentlessly. Oh yeah. And that even tires me even more. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially when like a DJ is like nonstop posting or. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing, I'm like, you're doing a lot, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, that's great. <laughs> and it's I'm exhausting. getting, and then I'm thinking like, I got to do that shit. I'm thinking the
5: same thing, right. like, damn, if I'm doing the wrong shit, i be yeah. doing this shit as well. But then it's like, I don't want to do go through all that shit nah. all day, posting nonstop.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I got other shit to do. Mm-hmm. But I like, I, I admire that shit. Yeah. But it, it does exhaust me because I'm like, oh man, I, I don't, I can't even keep up with that. So I just have to like. Go on whatever rhythm I'm on right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah,
2: you got to be you. Like you, I think we're all gonna look back ten years from now and be like, man, I wasted a lot of time on this.
0: A little, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. Yeah.
2: Like, are we living right now? Or are we really like, is it making your career that much better to give that much of your time on like your socials? Is it? Mm-hmm. And is it worth it? For what? For money? You're gonna spend it. Are you asking me or no? You I'm asking in, gen- in general. Like, what do <laughs> what's, 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 what's the fulfillment of like posting that much? What is it gonna do for you? Is it gonna is it gonna excel your career really, or is it like other work that's gonna do it? Mm-hmm. Because and, and if it is, exce- a, you know, excelling your career, what's it giving you? Like more money? What are you gonna do with that money? Are you gonna spend it? Like your time is the most like the most, uh, the biggest asset in your life. Yeah, it's the biggest, your biggest inventory, right? Just the biggest, man. Like mm-hmm. anything else, like you can have all the money. You can spend it. Mm-hmm. You can't, your time is being spent like right now. So I don't know. Like, like when you asked me a little bit about the pandemic, what it taught me, it taught me like. Was it, was it rough for you? No, it was, it was rough because I had to check my ego. Oof. In what way? In which way? Because I was still working. And um, What do you mean? You're still DJing? Yeah, I still DJing. I DJed through the whole pandemic. Where'd you DJ? I did Marquee Saturday all day and all night. Like I was the headliner at Marquee Day Club from open to close and I was the headliner at Marquee Night Club open to close. Oh, wait, wait.
0: You're talking about when things opened up in like July or something? We were closed for three months. I spent a lot of time at home. What were you doing in three months? Cooking. Eating. Working out. I really, I kind of loved the first three... Months yeah. of the pandemic, I did not like. I, I like, it. You didn't like. That it? was the was, worst fucking time. I, I enjoyed it. Man. I fucking loved it. <laughs> Workwise, <laughs> did you po- podcast wise? It. it was the worst. It was like a vacation. Yeah, I've never not. I never woke up. I needed it so bad. Yeah, because every day, every morning, I wake up. I'm like, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? I forgot something. Mm-hmm. And then, like for three
2: months, I was like, <laughs> What am I gonna cook? You can't, today? You can't go nowhere. Okay. So <laughs> have you ever have you ever lived through like a like a hurricane or been through like a mat like a something? out of control like some you know, Miami shit not like I'm some Miami like in Miami when, when the hurricane, hurricane from in Miami alive, you're shut down. Okay, when, when I lived through like a hurricane in Miami. Yeah. And it was similar to it, like three days of like fuck, we have no power. Was it Hurricane Andrew? Yeah, I lived through Andrew. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it felt like fuck, what are we gonna do? Drink. Right. Eat. And that's how I felt like the pandemic felt. Like everything's fucked. We're all fucked. Everything is shut down. We can't mm-hmm. do anything. We're scared. I was mm-hmm. like I don't even want to touch like a piece of mail. I'm afraid something's gonna stick. But then what do we do? I ate C B D gummies. Mm-hmm. Chilled at home. I cooked. From mm-hmm. I yeah. cooked. I like. Are you vegan? No.
0: Okay. No.
3: no I well, eat. You it's look Colombian. Bro. Not, not, not even vegan. gassing, bro. You look. Good. You look
0: amazing. Thank you, man. Like, Thank you look you. like he lost Thank so much weight. right? Yeah. You're uh, like you're like actor skinny.
2: I you know mean, what I mean? Like, Hollywood like Hollywood Your face is chiseled. Right? But you Look really. I mean, good, I bro. just eat. I eat less. I eat less. What's the secret? What's the secret? Honestly, I eat. I mean, everybody does intermittent fasting. I regulate how much how often I eat a day. Eight hours a day I eat. I try not to eat a lot of carbs. I'm not going to say I don't eat carbs, but I try not to because when I do, I crash. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's my age, but when I eat like a bowl of pasta, I'm fucked. (laughs) I'm like foggy headed. I can't think. I'm miserable, but I love it. So I try to control that much of it. But, but the
3: intermediate fasting, the, the eight on, 16 eight
2: on. off. Yeah. 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 So is this what you learned through the pandemic? You just started implementing all this? No, I was doing it before. And mm-hmm. then uh, during the pandemic, I really said, fuck, man, the one thing that's going to get me through, because I have a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he he requires a lot of energy. Like, yeah. yeah, energy. So the only thing I could do is do cardio at home. I could do videos and then play with him and sleep. Midday sleep, you know, naps. And it was, you know, it was nice. Um, but when we with three months of doing nothing, then we reopened, and I was like, fuck, no, I'm doing a lot. It was all day, like... So when the clubs opened, they didn't know what was going on either, right? No. they So they started
0: calling their go-to DJs and, like, you know, the, yeah. the guys that they wanted to hire. Sure. But they're kind of like, look, yeah, this is the thing. This is our budget now, yeah. and this is the hours you have to do, Yeah. right? Yeah. And then, so you were doing six-hour shifts or longer. How long were your shifts?
2: Yeah, it was like six... Six hours, six, seven hour shifts, and um everybody that came out was like they wanted to hear ninety percent hip hop, mm. so my ego was crushed because I was like i don't even I didn't know even know who pop smoke was, man, like before that i didn't never heard of him I never heard of a lot of music, and I had to re restructure the way I think like I, it's not about me, man, there's a lot of people come out here they're spending money, but I give me, can, give me your initial reaction I was uh you're pissed or you're annoyed like were you kind of like do i really need to go back to work this much do i need to do this or were you i had to cuz i am the only one that works in my house now mm-hmm. so i was like this is what i got to do for my family i got to figure things out i got to tap back into my like tao days and what's good and what do you love and then i started listening to the music and like that's popular but i don't love it so i'm not going to play it Hmm. and then I came out so with, you're still curating your own taste I'm curating my own taste but then I realized that but then the manager comes up and tells you to play that exact song that you hate <laughs> well because <laughs> we are a Italian group let's, let's, so this <laughs> is what I started doing I started realizing tal- I'm going to save the last half an hour yeah. for like the raunchiest music that's hot right now mm-hmm. everything that I hate I'm going to play it and then we're going to st- stay open later and if we stay open later I'm going to get paid a little bit more so that's what I started doing. That's a good tactic, man. I'm going to save what they want so bad and then give it to them at Just the end. Them. At the end, everyone's going to pop bottles and we're going to have to stay open later. And I knew if we stayed open a little later, I could charge a little bit more. So that was my tactic, man. Just keep them like...
0: That, that's not how Vegas clubs work, though. Like Vegas clubs, like I remember DJing till 6 a.m. at Vegas clubs. They wouldn't give me extra if we stayed open.
2: Well, mm-hmm. you got to remember, like it, it got really got scaled back to really low like our our, what i was making was very low rates Mm -hmm. the rates went down but i will say that i've never and again it was it was by default like the kids that were coming out they really i i i they believed that i loved what i was doing Mm. because i was telling like i mean i microdose a lot of mushrooms honestly i do do you drink do you drink no 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 drinking no did drink. you? Were you drinking when we when we were DJing together? Never. I, you never did. Never. Yeah. He not not that I remember either. Never. Nope. I quit. I quit for ten years. I fell off the wagon in two thousand twelve for one year. I went hard for a year and then Ooh. I quit again. Bam. It's been almost. What was the trigger? <laughs> Checking. Coke. How do you how do you not drink for ten years and then have a drink for a whole year? I mean, honestly, what, what happened?
0: happened?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was too, It was a bad thing and a good thing. The good, the good thing is that my career was where I wanted to be. It was two years of playing at a mega nightclub with all electronic music and right. being exposed to some of the top-tier talent that I never thought I would play with. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you were
0: opening for like Eric Marillo, Murillo, Murillo and, uh,
2: Cascade. Rest in Peace Murillo, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Armin Van Buren. Armin, all these guys. And guys I never really cared about but respected and learned a lot. Right. But then my dad got sick. Mm. So it was like, this is something amazing and this is something really sad. And then I was like, how do I handle that? And then I just had kind of like a breaking point. Like, I didn't care. I got, actually, I got an award. I got an award for best DJ in Vegas was at like, the time. 2012, like, right? Yeah, 2012. And up. I got it and I wasn't even happy about it. I was like, my dad's dying. Mm, he didn't man. die. He made it through. He's good. But at the what time, I, thought, I was like, who cares, man? <sighs> fucking gets are fucking out of this. And then you just started drinking. I just took one shot and I had never DJed, I had never done professionally. DJ with any drinks on him and I was like, oh, this is kinda nice. Yeah. Just calm the nerves. But I, was, right? but I had already uh, I already I had already like um accepted being sober. Like to me, it's like I'm playing with kids that are drunk. I'm not the one that's drunk. But then I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I started traveling a little bit, which I never had, like Marquis Sydney. I'm like, but then I just started blacking out. Like how do you control that? When you once you open that door, yeah. It's bad, man. So I woke up. I woke up in Mark in Sydney okay. after after playing Marky Sydney, and I don't remember anything, man. And my room was full of beer bottles. Oh shit! Damn, and I had man. blood in my hand. What? Okay. I was like, who was here? What happened? Oh shit! Damn. And then I came back. I'm like, I said, man, I'm done. Oh shit! I'm done again. So you had a
3: hell
0: of a year, like. With- it was one year went hard I mean blood yeah. in your hand waking up blood yeah. and when you wake <laughs> up and there's blood that's I, a wake up call <laughs> yeah
4: like what yeah. the fuck is this you gotta
0: start evaluating what the fuck yeah. you're doing when you're waking up and there's blood and shit yeah. I mean <laughs> it, it bottles all over the room
2: I mean I don't mean to get all <laughs> yo, serious about gonna, it but I ain't gonna lie like
0: we had
3: some some nights at Marquee when they first opened yeah man. like I'm talking like
0: even we had yeah. fun fun ass times at Marquee time, was yo. fun yeah Marquis yeah.
4: Marquee was it really was insane but, yeah. 2012 was insane we had
2: some good nights in there I mean, the boombox was like yeah, yes, that's the primary boombox. Like, yeah, the boombox
0: boom one was like
2: because at the
3: time that was really the only spot that was playing hip hop. Yeah, right? on the mm-hmm. strip. Yeah, on the strip, aside from Matthew Trey's f- After Hours, that felt like a like a little like its own nightclub. It
2: was yeah, its own sure. nightclub. It was like the common people were yeah, like we don't want to hear like what's going on. And even me, I'd be like, this is the this is yeah. You would come hang out down there and just chill. I like, played Fridays there. Yeah, I played Fridays. I was right. jealous, like man, we have. Cascade upstairs, and I'm downstairs playing with like <laughs> a bunch of basketball players, and, and, they, and they're and believing that I love this.
0: <laughs> playing like who the hip-hop? fuck is French, French well, Montana? Boombox boom room is it, a marquee, it was like the hip hop room, right? yes. Yeah.
3: It's downstairs, yeah. it's and room. I feel like yeah. it opened the door for a lot of clubs to start having a hip hop room afterwards. You know Not what really, what I
5: mean? Nah Jet had the hip hop room, okay. So, back I, I didn't,
3: in days yeah, you're um,
0: right, Jet, yeah, they, they did they little they side, the little side, side room. room, yeah, oh, the side room, yeah, yeah. It's so weird because like when I first moved to Vegas, the house was in the side room. Mm-hmm. And then in the span- Well, just had the two side rooms. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was like, the house was in the uh, side rooms when One I them, first yeah. moved out in mm-hmm. 2005. And then yeah. in the span of like five, six years, house was in the main room and hip hop was on the side rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then it was like, yeah, I remember there was a time when us house, uh, hip hop DJs, open format DJs, we had to be like, are we going to become house DJs or are we going <laughs> to stay open format <laughs> and shit like that? And I remember that time. And that's when you were like- that's when you were shining. You were like, "Nah, I remember."
2: I don't, man. I don't. I, <laughs> you're being humble right no, now. No, no, no. Man.
0: You were shining. You was. It was like the, the moment when you, when you started. It was. It was scary. Headlining. Man. It was. Scary. You were scared.
2: Yeah, a little bit. It was intimidating because you're like put on, on a stage with these guys that have been playing this type of music for so long, and I'm on Serato. So you were more scared than you were uh, like excited. I no, no. I was excited. I was like, "This is the dream come true." But I was also, like, scared. Like, what if I'm not good enough? What if I suck? What if I can't, you know? I don't know. It's all the, like the doubt, the self-doubt. How, how long did that last? Um, I don't know. I still have those moments. Get out of here. I swear on my do life. you think, Do you think maybe that some of the operations in
0: Vegas, some of the operators in Vegas who are running some of the nightclubs and the nightlife, do you think they 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 sometimes with like maybe their resident DJs or the local DJs do they kind of marginalize them a little bit or maybe fuck with them a little bit more than and it cuz i remember like dude it was rough in the in the mid 2000s and the In the two thousands for DJs, it was rough. We got yelled at. We got threatened. (laughs) Suspended. Suspended. (laughs) Damn. Like they they really kind of like really fucked with us. Like it was like it wasn't even just one group. It was all the groups. Like it was like crazy. Like I said, I couldn't even work in Vegas for a year. Yeah. Like they were they were pretty tough on motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. They made you question yourself all the time. Yeah. Do you think that kind of I'm going into a scene like that because that was very different from New York because when I came from New York, management and operators actually, they really respected the DJs. And then when I moved to Vegas, it was like, whoa, I was getting yelled at. I uh, I remember I was DJing at one venue and the manager was like playing my song it was mm-hmm. the what was it the, the I know the song the, um, it was um, Betty Davis Eyes Betty Davis Eyes <laughs> I
5: don't know how I remember that shit but.
0: so every night the manager wanted me to play Betty Davis Eyes like opening or whenever they no at the end of the night like oh. if I'm if like when they close he's like you know Be- Betty Davis Eyes right now remember the way he talk yeah <laughs> just like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, crookie, you know, you know what's on the play? Just play Betty Davis Eyes right now. And he you know? was drunk by that time of the night. And then was, so that I would, made it worse. All of us had to play it. And I think one night he disappeared. And I closed up, and I had my backpack. And he just waltzed in. And he was just like, "Where the fuck are you going? Get on the fucking turntables and play my Betty Davis Eyes right now." And then like like exactly like that. And you were with me. I was. Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, are you serious?" He's like. If you don't fucking play Bed, David's Eyes right now, you're never going to work in this fucking city again. You're never going to work any fucking where. You're going to go back to whatever fucking shithole you lived in or some in New York. And he just went, he was like, he was going off. And I looked at Never, and I was like, maybe here for like, maybe like I was here for
2: two months or three months. I'm, I'm trying Something to decipher like the fucking accent. I don't know who the no, fuck No, I'm like, who could it? He's actually a really good guy. Okay. But he? Is he? Was just, it was a yeah. dark time. It was a dark yeah. time. Okay.
0: And I remember looking at him like, yo, like, this is how y'all talk about me. <laughs> and I think Help I just left. You bro. left? Yeah. And he was pissed. And he was yelling on my way out like a movie. Like, you're never working this <laughs> town
2: again. You're done. You're
0: dead. You're,
4: you're dead. done. You're dead. You know, like. Hangover.
0: And then, I had, like, your and then I have a call the next day. And then they're like, uh, so something happened last night. You know, what happened? Because they want me to fire you. And I'm like, yo, I just moved out here. Y'all going to fucking fire me? And I explained the situation, like, let me take care of it. They're like, next time, just hook up your computer and play the, play the
2: fucking song. And I was like, fucking you know what? I was like, all right. <laughs> but it was like that, right? I mean, listen, it's. I think it's like that everywhere. And maybe not in our days coming up, like, or maybe not in the 90s and early 2000s. Maybe. I just think the stakes are higher out here. The money's bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just afraid of like what we're afraid of, which is like a wildfire of people leaving. Which you know what? It's taken me a long time to recognize. Like, it takes a lot to get in the fucking club. You got to stand in line. Mm -hmm. You got to buy a table, or you got to pay to get in, or you got to get a drink, or you got to go through security, and you got to go to an elevator. Like, we're not even talking about culture either. Right? Yeah, like (laughs) like, they're gonna
0: lose your jacket. I've had that mad times. Yeah.
2: How many times have we? been out even when you want to go out and you've been through five steps to get to where you want to be and if you really want to change your mind you're like nah fuck that even I, if it's across too, the too you much to get yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. you pay for parking or whatever <laughs> yeah. even if it's across the street like it might be cold like you might be in New York like nah so I have to remind myself sometimes like nah they're not leaving Nah, they'll sit through this one. Out. They might not like this song, but they're, letting, you know, they're gonna. You're gonna hear this fucking house music. Yeah, you're Hat gonna. Damn it. It. No, but like, it, listen, if it's open format, it's different. Like, I think you gotta watch the energy, or I, I like to watch the energy. Like, is this changing? Are they still excited? Are they getting numb to this? But when it comes to like what you're doing, as like what you love, you have to trust what you're doing. Like, that's where you're going. And if they if they trust you from like a few songs, they're gonna trust you through a couple songs they don't like because they, they already know this guy's got de- you know he's got decent taste and- I love how zen you are
4: man
3: no. yeah right
2: mental no. health
4: man
0: <laughs> let me tell you those shrooms
2: but yeah, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> those I, shrooms and CBD
4: the, or I will, I,
0: the shrooms help I, I will say the shrooms I know the 2000s Jason Lima though you had to put motherfuckers in check sometimes oh yeah
2: I still sure do yeah
0: <laughs> I still <sure laughs> do there's, there's, there's times where you like motherfuckers come up to you and you're like and you were like yo don't talk to me like that right yeah, yeah. like big dudes yeah. big dogs no Yeah, but
4: (laughs) but the thing—he does look intimidating, though. He looks like he'll fuck you up.
2: No, no, I'm just intense. I'm an intense person. I can't be an intense person. I can't. I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. Like when I look at you in the eye, I mean it. I'm scared. No, (laughs) No. but hold me. You know what I've learned though? Like
0: I mean, he was he was husky too a little
4: bit. Oh wow. Listen. No, but now he looks like he really can beat your ass.
0: No, nah, no, no. Listen, when I no, when, but, but the thing is, Colombian too, bro. <laughs> Pablo Escobar, the cartels <laughs> in, in Vegas. Like you kind of got to take people's shit a little bit. You got to take people's shit, yeah. and I've just learned that being out here. Like if someone yells at me, back in the day I'd be like, "Yo, who the fuck are you? Like who, who the fuck are you?" I'd be like that. Now I'm just like, okay, and then they'll walk away, and I'll be like, "Someone just yelled at me. Is he important?" Like, that's all you have to do now. Yeah. You literally have to, like... Yeah, you have to check. Fact check them. Yeah. I, I That happens to me all the time now, and I'm just kind of like, uh, all right, okay, cool. I just got my ass chewed up for no fucking reason, and then I just got to text or email someone the next day, like, hey, who was the, what was that about? the chubby guy with the glasses and the blue
2: suit, like, yelling <laughs> at me? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's in one of the investors. I'm like, I got it. I understand now. You know what happens, too, where I've learned that even when you go off on, like, a let's say a group of girls or some guy that's being obnoxious, like if I go off on them or I bite back, I take it home. I just owned it. I just stuck it to me. And I'm going to wake up and I'm going to think about it when I wake up. Like, man, that motherfucker, I can't believe it. But if I, you know, just say, man, I'm not going to do that, man. Just kind of brush them off. Like, dude, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't, it doesn't stick to me. Mm -hmm. He's not mad at me. I made peace with him. What is no.
0: all these changes now?
2: You, well, Damn, you, you weren't like... always like this. No,
0: I know. Is I'm... it because you, you just told me earlier? Is because you don't jerk off anymore? <laughs> like
2: you don't watch porn <laughs> he anymore. He doesn't watch I porn anymore. No, I, I don't <laughs> watch porn anymore. I do jerk off in emergency situ- situations. <laughs> <Okay>. what's,
3: what's, <laughs> the, what's, the, what's the emergency <laughs> like, like what like
2: i'm guessing like a wife out of town if you know, if if i can't to sleep clear your mind a little if bit. i'm if i can't sleep and it's just got it's not gonna let me sleep i gotta kill it you gotta yeah. feed the geese bro. i gotta kill it but yeah. as far as watching porn i feel like it's wait i want to know what triggers you wait, stop, you watching, stop porn. watching porn yeah for how long it's been three years oh no it's been three. Years. That's more okay, impressive right? to me than being sober for ten. Years. <laughs> yes. I tell you what, same, man. Same. How did you, you stop? Oh, yeah, Listen, let's walk, walk us through. I, I randomly watched some TED Talk, some guy talking about it, okay. and the guy was like talking about how this is what's wrong with porn, and I was like, I'm just gonna sit through these ten minutes or whatever it was, twenty minutes, and everything that he pointed out, I was like, fuck, this is fucked up. Like all we watch about, all we watch in porn is. Like the penetration or the zooming in of the things or what's, what are you seeing? What is that it has to be? So then I, I noticed that like, Hey man, it's taken away from my experiences at home and my wife. Cause now I'm like, I need to see more. I need the, like, where is the zoom lens? Where's the point of view? And I'm like, if the less I watch, the more I'm in the moment and I'm feeling more and it comes to everything else, man. Like, I just like, fuck, I'm not like feeding this machine of, like, oh, if I search this, then they're going to try to find girls that do more of that. Like, why am I – I don't want that, man. I, the domino I, effect. You, you yeah, and it it, it it really – like, I don't want to feed that machine. Those I've, I know I don't want sound all super deep, but those kids have to come from fucked up, you know, background to do that for a living because, like I said, you're going to make the money and you're going to spend the money. And then what? Then what are you left with? Like, yeah. I know, I know. Like you sure you're, porn so porn, you're, you're going like, okay, let's let's it's take like it. the Matrix Four right now. This yeah, is what yeah, happened. Okay, so pill, red fucking pill. up this. So we've all watched a lot of porn, and we've done a lot of fucking nasty film. things. Yeah. We got we gotta know what else can some you see us. some of us. What, <laughs> what else what else can you see that's gonna stimulate you <laughs> that gonna, you ha- what have you not seen that's gonna really get it? Like if you really need to, your imagination is gonna take you there, man. If yeah, you, yeah. If you're having experience, like you're gonna you could take your mind somewhere else, man, and you could really bring that. Do you need to see it right there, like another penetration, to get involved with this penetration? Mm-hmm. Or I feel like it takes like Listen, I'm married. I've been with my my wife for 20 years. I've Been married. Wow, coming up on nine years. Well, and congratulations, thank you. Yeah, that's big man. Let's <laughs> go. She's the best. She's she's smoking hot. She's a great mom. She really is. She's supportive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, <laughs> man, no man. No. <laughs> Damn, if these <D> said that.
3: <laughs> no, no. No, shoot. Oh,
4: yeah,
2: I sure. yeah.
3: Lima, Lima, no, be you know,
4: I, I got a lot of. I'm so proud of him, God, man. man.
0: Wait a God damn! Why you say you' so proud of him?
4: <laughs> oh,
3: because <laughs> when I when I say, I remember we had a Christmas party, maybe. And oh I was, uh, like, I was like, damn, like Lima you got him a good one. Like she's beautiful. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I remember yeah. before they even had a kid, he was like, yeah, man, like we're not ready for a kid. I think I'm yeah. trying to figure out if we want to get a dog. I remember yeah. you having a conversation like yeah. I think I want to get a dog because we're not ready for a
2: kid yet. And I was oh like, my God. Dude, get a dog. That's dope. What yeah, the fuck, D miles? My wife's hot. She is. I don't care. She yeah. is hot. I love that she's hot. But she's honestly she's the hottest girl that's the nicest girl I've ever met. Like mm. the most kindest. Like when I first met her, I'm like, fuck, she's this hot. <laughs> she's this nice. How the fuck? Wait till she figures out how bad I am, right? Yeah. Mentally fucking. How up. moody I am or whatever it is. Like, um, I'm broken inside. <laughs> but you know, in order for you to be like in a healthy relationship you can't have, I feel like you can't have a side piece, man. And that's your side piece. Yeah, yeah. The porn is a side piece. It's your fucking extra bitch on the side. And the more you get there, the, and, you know, over time, like, you want your relationship to be, like, still here, not be more about your side piece. And you can't be 50-50 or even 30-70. You got to be, so I've had enough of that side piece. I've, I'm good. I like my girl. I want to be with her till I'm old. She's putting up with me in, in my old age and my grumpiness or whatever it is, I you know, crazy shit I do. And she supports me, man. When I first met her, I didn't have a car. I was dragging around fucking crates through the Paris, you know, like I don't want to fuck that up, man. I don't want to fuck that up. Wow, man, dude, he seems like he's very clear-headed. Yeah, no, but that's just the truth. No, man. It,
0: it does. If you if you look at relationships yeah. you, and you value the relationships that you have, and especially when you get older, then there's like a history to a lot of relationships, friendships, relationships, even family. Mm-hmm. You really gotta like if you take. I think I feel like not a lot of us take the time to really think about what people sacrificed for us yeah. in the past. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. kind of forget ten years ago, five years ago, yeah. mm-hmm. twenty years ago, yeah. and then. uh and then sometimes when you really think about it, you're kind of like, wow, I'm really not appreciating this Too support system. Yeah. yeah.
2: Support system. But, you know, believing in you for or listening to you. Yeah. By all that, man. Like, it's, it comes to the price, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people get divorced and like, man, this girl took this guy out for this. All this money. Like, you don't know what she sat through for 10 years supporting him. I mean, not always, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's definitely that. Uh, yeah, that's a, tr- that's a tricky situation. It is tricky. It is tricky. But <laughs> so- drink, It drink. is tricky. You're right. hundred percent. But there's also like the guys. Uh, yeah. I feel like being single has got to be tough, man. Being single has to be like to be. <laughs> no, no. Being single and being successful has to be a full time job. I know like you have to be a lot of energy into you. And then what if you meet some chick that, that you really like? Now you have to be out with her four nights a week because you really like her. But then you got to wake up early because you really want to be good at your other thing too so how do you do that but when you like for me when I'm married I'm like listen I got to go do a podcast with my friends these guys are doing something cool she's like oh I know that's your thing like you can't always do that when you're so your your relationship, the support system is streamlined. It's like you know, it's like a well oiled machine yeah, at yeah. this point. It's part of the, it's part of the
0: package, man. Yeah, it's yeah. part yeah. of like your whole brand is your. And, and then single people are still kind of like putting shit together, like in IKEA, <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah. like yeah. dining table. <laughs> I mean, and you're like look. My dining table's been here for 20 years. <laughs> what are you guys doing? You're still putting that <laughs> together? Oh
4: fucking. I, I, can't, find, I can't find the screw. <laughs> Missing a screw, huh? Where in the head? She keeps falling apart.
2: Being married is not for everybody, man. Well, did you grow up with, with your parents married? My parents were married. They got divorced after 30 years. Yeah, that's it sucked. Funny. It sucked, and that's that, that. Fucked me up when I, you oh. know, I was like, I'm never getting married. My parents yeah. got divorced after 30 years. <sighs> yeah. That's fucking old school mentality. They yeah, quit yeah. at 30 years. I'm I'm, <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm, I'm afraid of marriage because of like, I think in my earlier years, I was very afraid of marriage yeah. because I've never seen a stable marriage. Oh no, I, I mean, I, I grew you up. You know what there. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've never seen that shit before. So like, I always thought like marriage is like, it's just like, you know, they're like it's it's all doomed. Well, my marriage. parents have been married for like over 50 years. Yeah.
5: But it's funny though, because like towards the 40 year mark, they started to argue a lot. And it started to get bad. Yeah. But then my mother got um, dementia, so there was like a, almost talking about getting divorced. But my mom's got sick, so
0: mm-hmm.
5: my father wasn't going nothing was going to happen. It was going he was going to leave her, so right. they stayed together.
3: Yeah. And, and rolled it out. They rolled it out. Same, yeah. I think. For me, like my grandparents, they were my my essentially my parents, like my idols, yep. and they were married for sixty two years until my Jeez. grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. And I I have a strong belief in marriage, but I think. Over time, in the relationships I've been in, my belief has gotten less and less with the women I've dealt with. I mean, yeah. Oh, so yeah. like
0: you actually had a more optimistic view of yeah, marriage like in the I beginning. Wanted, hell yeah! Like and I now it's that. now now it's it's, it's diminished. D- yeah, dumb. dissipating a little bit. I still believe in
3: it, but it's just like my faith in it. Yeah, yeah. Has, has dwindled.
4: Well, I still have it. You know, my yeah. parents have been married for thirty six years now. So I'm like, I see it, so I believe in it. Mm -hmm. But I get where he's coming from, though. Because I I believe in marriage, and I believe that's not for everybody. But I do believe that I can obtain it and really stick with it because I've seen it growing up. So, I
2: mean, getting married is easy. Staying married. Yeah. Yeah. How do you stay married? How do you go through, like, the 10-year mark and the 15-year mark? And, like, how do you continue when your life changes? Like, you could be in a different place 20 years from now. You could, you could turn like a leaf and be like, oh, I'm into this and she's not into that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always tell my friends that are single, that thinking about marriage, I'm like, listen, man, you have to love your, let's say your girl on her worst day. Like, the, mm-hmm. what's her worst version? Yeah. And what's mm-hmm. her best version? That's a range. Can, is, that the, is that the range you want to live in? Because it's going to get progressively worse. She's going to get more of this and more of that. Mm-hmm. But nobody wakes up crazy. Nobody wakes up like, oh, this bitch just went crazy. No, she was always crazy. But you were ignoring, you were ignoring <laughs> the, the red dog. flags. Yeah, yeah. you are so you, much in love, right? And you're like, you overlooked the, the craziness. You, over- <laughs> you overlooked it. You were having fun, and you're like, ah, oh, this might not last, so I'm still going to put up with it. But then you get more emotionally invested, and right. you're like, fuck, she's always been crazy. But fuck, man, I'm so deep in it. How do I get out? Or I don't want to be in it. But same with guys. Like we're like, you're gonna get like, you're gonna turn into your dad. You are. Whatever your dad is, you're kind of going to turn some of, some version of that. You're going to get grumpier. You're right. You're, yeah. Things are going to happen. I, I'm, I'm already like that. I'm slowly <laughs>
1: turning to
5: my
0: father. Uh, i not, not happy about that. His face
2: changed, <laughs> but can't you put up with
0: that? It, it's weird though. You you. It just kind of you started getting really, really grumpy recently. Yeah, exactly. Why? (laughs) I was never (laughs) like that. (laughs) When after the was it because of the pandemic or was it after? I don't know. Maybe (laughs) no, because I I was staying a little bit before the
5: pandemic, but it got worse during the pandemic. But yeah, yeah. And I'm trying. Like one day, I was like trying to figure out. I I don't want to get turned into my father. He's he was always grumpy, mad, cursing people out. And I'm starting to get like that, and I'm just like,
0: I, I was, I was only, never what, like that. What was the guy's name in the honeymooners? Um, Ralph, Ralph Cramden. Ralph Cramden it was yeah. like the black Ralph Cramden. Yeah. <laughs> You guys don't know this reference. No, No, you know, the, They're talking about like the black, age. black and white honeymooners, like the old yeah. school. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Like, Bang, powder to the moon. That's what you used to say in some shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: pow. We,
5: yeah, we, I forgot we, what it we're was. We're really but yeah. showing our age I right know.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: motherfucker was like, yeah, the black and white TV show? <laughs> honeymooners, yeah. But you know what you should look into? Because I know that uh, like- Your testosterone could be changing, man. Like, for real. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. And 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 energy makes you grumpy. Like, maybe my dad was grumpy when I was growing up because he was Mm -hmm. working too much. And now you're at that age where your dad was. He was grumpy. And Mm -hmm. you should check that out because that does affect your mood where you're like, fuck, I'm tired. And I'm Absolutely, yeah. That's why I changed the way I eat because I was tired of fucking being tired. Mm. Why I don't drink. I don't party. Why the fuck am I tired? Obviously, our hours have been fucked up for a long time. We induce ourselves into, like, jet lag every week and try to catch up midweek. Mm-hmm. But you should really look into like some like support. I'm looking into that now. Like I wanna be I wanna live and be energetic. I don't wanna be grumpier. Mm, yeah. I wanna be less grumpy. Are you taking therapy? Uh what do you mean? Like, like mental. Mental therapy. That's like- what I do mushrooms for. Okay. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> so That's don't, my. Th- I don't do self medication. Yeah. You're I not in you're not into therapy? I was. I was. I actually was. uh I was doing sounds hocus pocus. I was going for a spiritual healer uh, mm-hmm. because I was trying to get my, my wife pregnant. And we couldn't, and I just somebody at my work went to this lady, and she goes, "This lady gives a lot of answers." And I'm like, "I'll give it a shot. Fuck it." So I went to this lady to, and she was like, "What are you here for?" And I'm like, um, "I kind of just want to know if I need to do IVF or it's gonna happen natural." And this lady didn't know me, and she goes, "Did your father almost die recently?" Damn. And I started crying. Mm. I was like, "Fuck, man!" And she was the truth. And then I was like, "Okay, I want to come to you by myself without my wife." And then I just, I would just cry and be like, "Yo, it's really hard doing what I'm doing right now." My dad's sick, and she's like, "You have to work on yourself and believe in yourself because you're not going to get through it if you don't." And I was like, "Fuck!" So that was my therapy for a long time. I would go to this lady, and she would just say, "Look, you're you're in a toxic environment. Everyone's on drugs. They're projecting jealousy." Uh, Lust, like DJs are looking at you like fuck. Why you? Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. just sticking to you. Yeah, Boy, yeah, They touch you through the crowd, like yo, yo, yo. That little touching is sticking to you, but you have to work on that. Mm. You have to work on just accepting people's hate on you. Accept the haters. Who cares? For a long time, I was like fuck. These people are hitting me up to work here, but I can't help them. Like it's not. It's not my responsibility. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was my therapy at first. Now I've been. I do microdose mushrooms, man. You know why? Because it reminds me of what Jason was as a kid. Bigger imagination. Well, my kid does. He's, everything is possible. But then I've dialed, the, the you know, no, I can't. That's not possible. No, I I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. When I, when I microdose mushrooms and I go for hikes and I do it, like, even to work on music, fuck, anything's possible. Why not?
4: It's psychedelic shit, bro. A
2: lot of DJs
0: I know are microdosing mushrooms. And they quit, they quit drinking. It's the
2: best, man. It is. It really is, man. While you're DJing? No. No. Not while I'm DJing? No. You're no. completely sober well, when you DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is just life, like <coughs> everyday no. activities? Or? I do it four days on, three days off. Mm-hmm. There's a formula to it. Like, you have to, like. See, the, the guys I'm, I'm talking to are microdosing mushrooms when they DJ. I mean, you, you, you could do that too. I mean, if you're comfortable with it, I think it opens you up, like, as far as, like, it stimulates parts of your brain that aren't always active. Like, Richard at, you know, five years old was a different Richard as you are now. Most definitely. You're, you're <laughs> <believing>. One thousand <000%.
4: laughs> <laughs> percent.
2: Your belief system, your curiosity, mm-hmm. your... Your innocence and everything. Innocence, like, open up. Like, why, man? Like, you. we've all been, you know, molded by our own brain. Like, when you just let go of that... Anything's possible. Man. You still have all the opportunities possible. You can do whatever you want, man. If you wanted to turn around today and say, dude, I want to be a fucking scientist, you can. But when you... That's the way... I this feel. is on mushrooms. <laughs> is on. No, that's the way I feel. That's how I feel when I do mushrooms often. I feel like... You, it, like you could be a scientist. I want to be nicer, man. I just want to be oh. nicer. I just want to be nicer. Like I want to be fun, man. I don't want to be take myself so serious. You want to be happier. Like. Yeah, man. Just fucking... What the fuck? We all being like... Jason, you're such a hippie now. Nah, I'm not. I fuck with it though, bro, because I I thought about (laughs) microdosing. It's
4: just, but I'm like, I'm scared. (laughs) Like, I don't know what type of high I'm gonna get. Yeah. Like I'm usually like, you know, smoke weed or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like so scared because of what I guess society has made mushrooms look like. Like you see all this different shit. Yeah. So that's my only. But see,
2: you you don't want to take enough. to see shit. You want to just feel like a little bit, like you're like you just took a small hit. I don't like weed. It doesn't work for me psychoactively. Like, it makes me feel like like a schizophrenic. You're smoking the wrong
4: things. but yeah.
2: I've tried it all. Okay. I don't like, it numbs me. I don't want to be numb. I want to feel more. Mm. I want to feel the beat. I want to feel music. I want to be like, I want to hear triple beats. I don't want to feel like, uh Like, I don't that's just to me. But when I do mushrooms, I feel like, I feel light. I feel fun. I just feel like... Young again, like, you know, it just opens up my brain where I don't, like, I'm not, I'm not um, self-sabotaging. Because I self-sabotage myself. Nah, I can't. Nah, I'm not good enough. Not, like, there's, nobody talks to you more than you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who talks to you more than you?
1: That's a part. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Who's the coach? Who's the coach, right? You got, that coach has to be fun. That guy in your head has to be fun. Otherwise, no one else is going to see that guy. So... God damn when I do mushrooms I'm more fun to Jason I'm a nicer I'm nicer to Jason I believe in Jason And I trust Jason You know why? It's mushrooms. tripping me out Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah I'm yeah, with this it, shit But it's tripping me out When
0: he's talking to himself In yeah, the no, third no, person no, Yeah no He's talking third person But Who's Jason,
4: Jason? So <laughs> Who's Jason
0: Yeah <laughs> I, I got, kept I kept <laughs> I kept these talking about Jason Strauss I'm like, <laughs> you know, i thought so The first couple of times I thought the same thing <laughs>
4: It's just <laughs> Anyway man.
2: It's How much did you start doing in the beginning. Um I started doing like a like 0.2 of a gram. Okay. Very small. Do amount. you do you eat them or, or do the pill I, I, I was putting them in in capsules. So what my friend does, he takes
0: the mushrooms, he puts Grinders. them in a blender or grinder and then he puts them in capsules. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. that's what you do. And you
2: take like let's say one capsule and then you're going to feel like I originally when I first started it, what I found out is that I liked there's like there's a little moment of like anxiety that when you take it Like in the beginning where Mm -hmm. you're like, what am I going to feel? Is this going to go deeper? Am I going to go, am I going to get weird? So what I started doing is waking up like at four in the morning, taking them and going back to bed. And then I would get through that part and then wake up like, whoa, I feel good. So when you wake up, you still feel it. I I mean, I would dream on it. Like I would go back, wake up, like take a little bit and then like close my eyes and I kind of drift off, but have like a really vivid kind of like dream and then wake up and play with my kid. I'm like, I feel great. let's go to school. And then, Daddy, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. I'd come back and work on some music. I'm like, I just feel good. I feel like that zen moment, right? Yeah. And then I got used to that. And then I would take them in the morning, like, you know, right after I drop off my kid at school, take some, I feel good. Work on some music or look for some music. Um, now, now and then when my wife's out of town or if I, I do a traveling gig, I'll pick a day and I'll take a heroic dose. Like what a, is this? A what? A heroic dose. like a heroic. A heroic. Okay. heroic. Like, like I, double? I want to be scared. Oh, no, no. I want I want to go deep. You want to see it's going to take you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go deep. I want to get lost. And I want to find myself too. Like, that's just, I, I get a thrill from that. I'm, I know I'm not going to die. So I'm, what's happened when you did that? Um, I meditate and I'll just, I get scared. I've cried before. I let go of some stuff. Like, okay. Like, I get to the truth of, like, some stuff I've been holding on to or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some fears in my life or maybe losing my parents. Whatever it is, like, I've the, my darkest fears, I go and I deal with it, I sit on it, and I get through that storm, man. I come out, like, I feel good. Damn, I need that shit, bro. <laughs> you
0: mentioned meditating. Do you
2: meditate every day? No. 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 I've been trying to do that, but. It's hey, a practice. You know. Yeah. It's a practice. Um, you seem very regimented. I try, man, like I do, but fall. you weren't always like that, no, so recently you've
0: actually went I mean, I, I feel like sometimes I feel like I was very regimented in my earlier days, yeah, and then now I'm in a kind of like a, not a chaotic state, but I just like kind of flowing with it, sure, but I, I think I'll go back to a regimented state. You does know, know what I'm saying? does
2: the chaos work for you?
0: I don't know if it's the chaos, I think sometimes when it's regimented, I overdo it. So I over, I kill myself a little bit because I'm scheduling this and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm forcing myself to do all these things. And I think when I just flow with it, it's more fun. It's, it's more fun, but it's like, you know, when you also get good at shit, you don't have to plan ahead as much for myself. So I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm not going to, and it's also like you said inside, I'm not going to like get on myself of like, you have to do this. Like, I'm just kind of like, yo. You know, I'm, I'm going to get to it when I get to it.
2: There's things that I do follow a regimen with. Like, right. I know, like, the way I eat and all that does affect my life a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, if I put on, like, if I eat a lot of junk, I, feel, I don't feel good. I don't, feel, I, don't, I don't like who I am, especially to myself. Internally, I'm like, fuck you. You suck, man. Look at you. You lost it. You don't have it. But when it comes to other parts of my life, I'm a little bit more loose. Like, when it comes to my socials, I'm like, fuck it, dude. I don't care, man. I do, but I don't. And I should, but I don't want to because it's not that important. Really. But it's also because of the fact that you've you put in so much work into your craft
0: and to the position that you are in right now that you don't really worry about. Uh, and I could be overshooting this. Tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like you're in a good situation and you have a, you, you're secure in your line of work. So you don't have to worry about that. But somebody who isn't as secure in where they are in their career is more
2: focused on the social media a little bit more. Right, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that because that's yeah. like that's your perspective. That's, well, I'm wondering. I'm asking. No, like, so whatever I imagined my career to be ten years ago. Yeah, I would imagine that I'd be. If someone would have fast forwarded, I would have been like, "Holy crap!" Like that's that's where you could go, or that's where you're going to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But um, it shouldn't come from like. Forcing people to like you like i in where i 'm at today i don 't need i don't want people to tell me who I am I want to feel who i am i don't need someone to tell me you 're great I want to feel great like i don't need the i don't need to say man, you killed it because if i don't feel good about how I did that night, what does it matter if you don't if you don't if i don 't love what I do it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks because I still don't feel fulfilled mhm you know what i mean like if you're trying to you know, beg people to pay attention to you, then what's it all for, man? Yeah. They should be paying attention because you because, look at this guy or girl, like, they really love what they're doing. You know, not like, hey, look at me, because that's only going to be sustained until the next person is more attractive.
4: <laughs> well, these, this, this guy, is, bro. Is bars, <laughs> this fucking bro. guy. <laughs> <My> <laughs> no, just... And
3: I, you know what, I've seen Lima DJ for the last 13 years and there's never been one time where I didn't feel like he loved what he was doing. And that's just Well, he didn't love me, what he's doing? Yeah, he didn't love what he was doing. Like yeah. every time I watch him DJ, I feel like he he loves that shit. I yeah. do. You know what I'm saying? I like, love, you're dancing, I, you're interacting with the crowd. I love it. You're like whistling like your signature whistle. <laughs>
2: it's, it's it's a moment, man. It's it feels good to make people smile and all that. And it's not about like them thinking whatever. It's not about them projecting like, wow, you're great. It's more like we had a great moment. We all did. Yeah, yeah. This boom was popping tonight. You know what? At the end of the night, those 10 people got me. And they, in my head, I feel good about that. Like that's, it's, you know, no one could really tell you how you should feel about yourself. It's odd. But so if someone's out there struggling, trying to be recognized, like just be good at what being you, uh-huh. there's only one of you. You started doing a smaller party at Marquee yeah. in the library recently. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wednesdays, right? Yeah, so and that's
0: every week. It's every week. Well, what do? You, what's different about that?
2: Obviously, it's a smaller room. It's so a way smaller room. So it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a library. It's on the. It's on the. What's it called? It's called the library. No, it's, it's like, called. It's called low key. Yeah, low key. It's called low key. Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Yeah. It's, it's a. It's. It's a library on top of the main room of of Marquee, mm-hmm. and.
0: A lot There's, of people don't know about it. They don't. Right. Yeah. I That's forgot.
2: What, I forgot about that. Room. It's called. Yeah, it's That's amazing, why it's called. Lo- and it's an amazing. <laughs> it's it is Ro-J. dope. Yeah. yeah. It's all. It's all. It's all like uh, the rooms that we that I grew up in, like in Miami, like Groove Jet and like right. a living room. And um, it's all red. There's no um, confetti or lasers or special effects <laughs> or dancers or anything. To it's more like a boiler room. There's a DJ booth. And there's people standing around it, you could stand behind the DJ and see what they're doing. So if you're up there just playing and everything's just going, that's what they're saying. So you have to perform. You have to give them a show. Or I feel like I have to give them a show. When I play, I want I want people to see me connecting the next vibe and going back and forth. And that's what I feel it's missing sometimes in the dance music scene. Like it's yeah. there's so much special effects and there is there is great music, but to see somebody, like, cooking and seeing them cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could go to someone like, you know, your favorite chef and watch them chop and, and cut and slice and saute, you'd be like, fuck, this is how this guy does it? Yeah, what yeah. can I learn? Or this is entertaining. That's low-key Wednesdays. And wh-
0: what do you get to play over there that you don't normally play? Um, like you get to go deeper in-house? Deeper yeah. and
2: and even, like, you know, some techie stuff, some darker stuff, some techno, mm-hmm. um, whatever the vibe you know dictates it doesn't always have to be deep doesn't always have to be groovy but there's definitely of a it's not the, the mainstream hits it's, it's not going to be that well, how long is your set for those parts um it depends like if i'm if i'm headlining i'll play, i start at 12:30 and we end at 4 so we could get a closer i don't want that i want to play the whole story I want to tell my story from open to close. The first song is the most important, as much as much as the last song to me. So you do the whole night? I do the whole night. I love that. I want to do the. whole Actually, night. I really want that in Vegas. Yeah. Like I want like a
0: venue, open to a close. small venue, where I could just do open to close. Can you imagine? And I, I wouldn't. I would love it. For some reason, like I do. I, I go out of town. I do headlining gigs. It's two hours. It never seems fulfilling. To me. It's not. It's not fulfilling. No. It's only fulfilling when I'm doing like. Four, like four to five hours yeah. and you feel you like, have a lot to say yeah because there's so many ways there's so many genres there's so many places yeah As a a, you know after what 20 plus years of DJing in this industry it's like
2: I have like so many songs I want to play yeah so I like wouldn't. I feel like that would be a, a great counterpart to like what I'm doing or what we're doing it would be a room like the library but of everything like you could just play anything Mm-hmm. you could play disco you could play old school hip hop you could play new stuff yeah like- you
5: know what actually you get to do that at, on the record and I'm on the bus mm-hmm. in that side of like I spend there and I play everything yeah I do disco, hip hop, reggae just like mix it up and I'm spending for like four or five hours so
2: do you feel pressure of like the room no just-
5: nobody no not really no I okay. just do it then again it could be the liquor that got me like oh <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about these references nah but still it's fun though that's that's
2: that's how we started, man.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have an opener or
2: no? Yeah, yeah. We so I don't headline every Wednesday. I only do like one or two Wednesdays um, a month where I headline, and I, so I open up. I have the Techno Taco guys play for the first hour. I play the hour before the headline. Who, who's Tech? Who's Techno Taco? Techno Tacos is like um, so the party I was telling you about earlier at Firefly that I was doing. It was, all, mm-hmm. it was called Midnight. Snack. Back in the day. Back in the day. Oh wow. Midnight mm-hmm. snack.
4: You said?
2: I, what was it called? It's called Midnight Snack. Oh, okay. Cool. So we're you know. These uh, two guys, Tino and Oscar Molina, they started doing it at Tacos and Beer, which is the old Firefly. Mm-hmm. And they started doing Techno Tacos. And these guys are passionate about techno, and they they killed it. And now they do it downtown. Um, those guys, I believe, uh, are servicing this crowd weekly, even when it's dead downtown. And so I want them to be involved in... Uh, be part of this so they do the first hour I do the second hour and then we have a headliner that comes on from 12.30 to 2.30 if they choose if they want to play longer they can sometimes they do sometimes they don't but mm-hmm. if they get off I'm going to make sure that room stays like hot and I want it to be fun and service whatever needs to be done in that room to keep it like exciting and mm-hmm. you know because I've seen a lot of DJs they come in and not just where I'm playing now but you know the passion's not there they're just there to make their two hour check and go yeah 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 or to do their exact set, like would you do that exact set back when you first started? You wanna play as long as you can, right? You want your people to like see you and what you do. So yeah, it's every Wednesday. It's called low key Wednesdays. It's fun, man. It's like my little my little baby. When I saw you launching it
0: on uh, social media, you, you you did post about it on Yes, Netflix. yeah <laughs> you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I
2: have to. one of the rare
0: posts that you'd post up on on IG. I was like really happy for you. Thank that you. like uh you had your own platform or you had your own party that you, could, you. that you could do pretty much kind of as, you know, whatever you wanted with it. You know, I felt like you deserve that, like for the years that you yeah. put in and shit, you know what I mean? I don't know all the details behind the scenes. on, no. on the
2: on, on. I don't that. feel like anything that I do is deserved. I feel like we're here to serve, man. Like we're, I'm here to service the crowd and I feel like there's not enough people that care. I care. Mm-hmm. I care about that scene. I don't. I want people to know that when they walk in, I'm servicing that part of the scene that's not being serviced here in Las Vegas. Because Las Vegas right now, even with the dance music scene, it's all about the two-hour big room set or yeah, yeah. the most explosive. But what about the gentle set or the darker set or the most underground set? There's people that want that, and you could get that fixed, where you know, or at. It, it, I mean, I think.
0: What's happening in nightlife, you know, and it happens a lot, is that it becomes predictable and it becomes, mm. like, manufactured, you know what I mean? And then I think sometimes DJs are f- are afraid to have their own voice, so they mm. continue to emulate what is, like, what somebody else is doing. Sure. Mm. So, like, if these, this DJ's, you know, successful, I'll do exactly what he does. That works. That works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. it just kind of like spirals. And you start seeing the same DJs. They're all playing the same way. And they're doing the same. You know, like when I go out nowadays in Vegas. I'm an asshole. What do you mean you're an asshole? No, I'm
2: an asshole. I go out. I'm like, this sucks.
0: (laughs) This song (laughs) sucks. Or this is again. What I'm noticing is that the EDM or house that they're playing is more of a soundtrack to the cryo and the confetti than it actually is the music. Yeah. So some of the songs that the DJs are playing... I don't even know what the song is. I don't know what remix this is. It's just some filler joint that has a big buildup and a huge hit. Yeah. And it's just for the cryo. Yeah, yeah. And it's just one of those things where the DJs are like, all right, this is a filler joint. I play this when they need cryo. And then I play like all this other, yeah. all these all other the hits. hits. And then I do another cryo hit. Yeah. But then you kind of see, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, you know, the, I think nightlife in Las Vegas is designed right now for the stimulation. Like it's, and it's around bottle service. See, I think it's, I, I think it's actually
0: built around a social media, re, like video recap, or, or or a photo. You know, they want that to capture those that thing. They want they want that moment. They want the crowd. They want the per, the hands in the air from the crowd. They want the best looking DJ up there. They want all the, these elements that creates. You know, a good recap video or sure. re, or a good mm-hmm. recap photo to promote more of their events. Yeah. If that if that makes any sense, yeah, it but it be. but it's but it makes sense. You know what I mean? It's like a movie trailer or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you want. You know, they, yeah. they're gonna mm-hmm. put the best moments in there. Yeah, yeah. the hottest it, girl,
2: right? The best looking dude, the chiseled or something right. like that,
0: and then they have that big action
2: sequence, and it's like,
0: yo, I want to see that movie, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's the same thing. I want to go like, there. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing that the, the I think a lot of the Vegas venues is, which is understandable. Like I get it, I but get I also feel like
2: a lot of this, um, a lot of this, you know, nightlife is built around egos. Of course, around like the, the the bottle service crowd is the ego. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm spending. Look at my table. Look uh-huh. how many girls I have, and that's that's not that's the opposite of what like nightlife should be, man. It Should be like you know what, man. I need to get out of here and feel good. And go out and just like that's not gonna make you feel good. You're not gonna feel good to be just surrounded by a bunch of girls for one night. Maybe, but maybe the next day it's like, eh. Do you, do you go out like and I, I'm an asshole when I go out like in my head are you I'm just like, overanalyzing everything yeah everything like why is this guy we just talked about this right yeah so, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I, even if I don't want to I'm paying attention like fuck this I heard that I heard that little mess up right there Yeah, that speaker's broken <laughs> that subwoofer's rattling you can't help but be a critic you can't help it man but, but I do go out sometimes and, and really like enjoy let's say even for open format I'm like man I never even heard these songs and I kind of like it they're, they're kind of hood but I kind of like it man like it hits me Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I do, sometimes I do Yeah, Not all the time, but um, the big EDM shows, I don't go Like, I just can't, man I just went to Life is Beautiful and I was walking around like, what is going on? Even like, I hate to say, but one of my favorite rappers was up there And the sound was so distorted, I was like What, ASAP? No uh, it was uh, ludicrous. I just uh, man, it was distorted. He was talking a lot. He was trying to get like both sides of the crowd hyped. And I was like, dude, just just perform, man. He talked a little bit of politics too. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please stand up. <laughs> it, yeah. both. Yeah, he was just talking about how many. Move, hits. bitch. I wanted to. I want. The, I want <laughs> Anyways, man. I, even when I go out like for festivals, it's just like mm. I don't. I've I've gone to the festivals. I only go like if like if like someone
0: gives me passes yeah. and if it's like kind of the like artist or behind the scenes pass. Yeah. Cause I, I don't, so I don't want to like, I just, I've been, it's just so chaotic when yeah. you're not behind the scenes yeah. and you get to roam and shit. Like it's just too much. But every time I've gone and I've been so grateful that I've gotten the passes, Yeah. but every time I'm gone, I'm, I've it's just, it's never hit me to like, wow, this is an amazing experience. Yeah. It's just kind of like, Oh, this is, kind of like
2: I should be thrilled right now. I
0: should be like more impressed, but I'm not. And I don't know, I don't know if I'm spoiled. I don't know what it is. Okay, so just check not, this out. Yeah, yeah. This is
2: what happened to me that night of life is beautiful. Uh my wife and I, we got a babysitter and <clears throat> I took a little bit of mushrooms. I gave her more than I, than she should have had, but mm-hmm. she was enjoying it. She was like, this is great. And she was actually enjoying some of it. And then she's like, let's let's just go. I'm like, I, I hate what's going on. I don't really love what's going on. So we left there. I was good. We drove to the Bootlegger Bistro on Las Vegas Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. There was this old man playing piano, and I get goosebumps. This guy was an old man playing piano and a little Korean man playing the bass. And I wanted to cry, man. I sat down. I threw him $100. Bucks. I'm like, you're amazing. Thank you. And I sat there with my wife for two hours. It's like, doom, That's all it takes, man. All it takes is just a piano and a bass. I'm with my lady. The crooked got so much pride that you said a Korean. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no,
2: and he was no. Actually, in my head, I said maybe he was
3: Vietnamese.
2: I don't know. No, he confirmed that this guy. The only Korean. reason I know he was Korean because he asked me where I was from. Uh, like, okay. My was from Colombia, and he's like, oh, we don't have any songs from Colombia. I'm like, I don't want you to play anything for me. Mm-hmm. I want you to play you. Mm-hmm. Just do. Where are you from? He's like, I'm from Korea, and, like, and you know, the other white man I think was from New York, and I was like, what do you? What do you think touched you so much about that? It was just simple. It was pure, and those guys probably were making a lot of money, and they were doing it with so much passion, and they were smiling at each right. other, and like... Well,
0: you're watching two men who who actually, maybe like, you know, in, in a marketing, in our world nowadays, they, they're not relevant, but here they are. They've dedicated their life to this craft, and this is all what they love, and... At, even after the industry has abused them sure. and, and, and throw them out and they're outcasts, Can they're still in this bar and they're doing what they love and they're yeah. coming here maybe every week. Yeah. They're looking forward to it and they, and, uh, and they're still, and you're hearing that those decades of love and, and dedication. It was awesome.
2: And it just, it didn't really hits you. So while we were sitting there having dinner and they were playing, I started noticing like other, like pairs of couples walking in and people were like, oh, and I was like, "What? How do I not?" Th-? So there were other performers, maybe from the strip, or maybe that I don't recognize. That were like old school characters. Yeah, came to hear these guys. Like, oh, wow! They've got to be good. And yeah. those guys were all tipping, like, "Hey, like, hey, how are you?" Like they all knew each other. They were supporting, like, older. So cat- wait, this bootleggers. What night of the week is it? It was Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. It was in the restaurant, and they were just playing like just jazzy tunes, man. And you know. Girl from Ipanema mixed in with some other like Sinatra stuff, and I was like, "This is perfect. We don't need lasers and confetti and the little um, things in life. Bro. Countdowns: three, two, one. Nah, no, just pff. simple. I was my girl. I'm like, this is perfect. I needed to see the both sides. This is the dark. This is what you don't want. And this is exactly what you want. You saw like one side that's like excess
0: extravagance, and then you went and it was just, just literally, deep. yeah."
2: And it was everybody there were smiling. there was people laughing and talking. Nobody was on their phones or trying to take a video of it. Nothing just Simpler simple It's bare <laughs> yeah. bones damn, yeah, it was nice. I get mad
0: at myself sometimes for not capturing moments on on like video or photos Of then yourself? I, just anything like uh I, like uh it was a great moment of like i I was just hanging out with cipher sounds, and we had like a dope conversation we went we I went to his comedy show Okay. We met up. Uh, I brought Four Color Zach and then we went to go hear Four Color Zach. I
2: heard he's amazing. He's amazing.
0: He's amazing, he's amazing
2: dude. Yeah. He's I've been part here. of the
0: Tao Group family, too. No,
2: I, you know what? I never even heard of him. And I, and I, I, I followed Craze. Yeah. On Twitter and he was talking about him. Who's this guy, Four Colors Zach? And then I saw that he, we booked him. I'm like, who yeah. is this guy? And then I saw him play. I was like, yo, this kid's like so hype. Yeah. And he's, he, I'm buying it. I'm buying his hype. Like, yeah. he's so excited that I'm like, I love it. His energy is like next level energy. Yeah, It's yeah. just exciting to watch, man. Like, he is. I don't even care what he's playing. He's excited to play it. <laughs> and I'm going to buy it. I like, I'm buying the program. Right, right. You know, there's mm-hmm. too many cool characters in our scene that are just like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Take it or leave it. But when someone's excited about it, it's like, Yeah. Shh.
0: He's hype. He's super hype. Yeah. I would say like, I was talking about him with Cypher Sounds. We went to go see Zach and then we went to... Um, what is that place called? God damn it! The Mexican Spot by Sapphires. El Dorado. El Dorado. El Dorado. We went to El Dorado, and then we started talking about comedy. We started talking about the similarities with comedy and DJing. Mm. Talked about Zach and how passionate he was, and yeah. all, and we can see his passion. Awesome. And uh, and I was just thinking like, yo, like, like a part of me was like, most motherfuckers would try to take like, I don't know, like show this on social media or whatever, like this. And then I was like, because I, I hang out with a lot of motherfuckers and I don't take pictures, and then yeah. Maybe I don't regret it, but like maybe like five years later when I like see pictures, I'm like, oh, I should have taken a picture of that moment maybe. or whatever, you know?
2: Oh, but you, but with I'm just hanging like the day or the dinner. Or? I don't
0: know. I'm just so anti pictures and video on social media sometimes. Me, man. Yeah, but you. I feel like it's it's one of those things where I got to capture the moment for you, for me, for you. But also, yeah, for me mostly. But then I'm just kind of I don't want to ruin the moment, kind of thing, you know? I feel like it, it ruins the moment, and then Good. when I share it. I feel like I'm ruining it even more because now I'm like exploiting it. Exactly. Or to
2: yourself, you're like the voice inside the rich, you know, Richard's like telling me like, there you are <laughs> <laughs> hanging, hang with Cypher sounds. Well,
0: it's like, it, it, it's, it's kind of like, well, it's like, yeah, if I, if I post it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like, I kind of want to share it to be like, yo, this was dope. But I don't think people are accepting it yeah. like that. I think they're like they look at it like you're
5: promoting, like, "Oh, yeah, I'm hanging out with this." Yeah. Yeah. but, but, but it's did. also
0: me overanalyzing it at the same time. Because honestly, this is like what it is. Like I, could, I should be able to post whatever the fuck I want. But yeah, then yeah, yeah. when I'm doing that, I'm mm-hmm. also allowing people access to whatever I'm, mm-hmm. I'm experiencing. I think, I think you, you know? just
2: do what you want to do. If you don't no, feel no, like I get
0: it, yeah. Because I, I, but I love experiencing something and not worrying about. Uh, capturing the moment yeah. and all of this shit, man. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of it sometimes is performative. Yeah. Like when when you know someone's recording, yeah. it becomes performative. Yeah, and, it, and it's like the people you're around. Yeah, like uh, like like nowadays, like I see DJs and, and they know when they're being recorded, yeah. and they're com- they're DJing completely, yeah. completely different. Yeah, and the, you know they're performing for the camera. Oh, like I see a flash. Like oh. They're performing, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's great. That I think big, it's dope. that
2: big smile with those extra teeth coming yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's I think
0: I think it's dope. Actually, like I'm, I'm actually yeah. jealous. I think well, I'm jealous because I can't do that. You don't want to do that, man. So I, if I see a flash, I just kind of look like, and I just keep doing what I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, that- <laughs> but I kind of want to look at it and be like. What's up? Like, you know. Throw up a hand sign. Like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> we in here. Slip. But my initial, I don't know if it's because I'm from New York or the East Coast. But when I see that, I'm kind of like, the fuck are you
2: doing? Like, okay. And then I go back to what Are I'm you doing. that person tonight? Yeah. But what can you do? Like, 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 what are you supposed to do? Like, I've looked at my, like, the first time I started seeing, like, a lot of pictures of, the, of this marquee, let's say. And the smiles I was putting on was so, like, it wasn't even, that's not even me. Like, I look back at some pictures, like, I was trying so hard to, like, be good for the camera. Now I'm just, uh, hi. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, you can't capture the way I feel. Like, it's, you're trying so hard for people to, like, not ruin that picture. But it's not. You know, it's, it's funny, like, having this conversation when you're hanging with you. I feel like maybe, you
0: know, I could be wrong. For the, maybe for the first time in the past couple of years, you've become very comfortable with yourself.
2: More comfortable, yeah.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're very comfortable with yourself.
2: Get to the point themselves.
0: where you're not trying to make anyone else happy except you and your family or whatever.
2: I mean, I just uh, I I've, I've checked my ego a lot because you acquire ego over time. See, I've
0: never I've never seen an ego from you. Before.
2: No, I meant like me to myself like mm. and that comes to everything like where should I be? Where should I be in my career? How? So well, what what
0: was the worst part
2: of the, your ego? Um, like, what, where did it,
0: how did it affect you the most I in think, a negative
2: way? I think thinking that I should be at some point famous was the worst part that I was selling myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to work on music so I could be busy. And then when I'm famous, it's the top of the mountain. But like you need a hit record. Yeah, I need yeah. a hit record and I need to chase what's on the radio and play music that everyone's going to, that's one song, everyone's going to get it. And then I don't know, like, I've been working on myself where I'm like, I don't really care if everybody gets it. Mm -hmm. But if 10 people get it, man, and they really, like, understand, like, man, that was good. That means a lot to me, man, because then they really get to see behind the curtain of Jason. And and that's what I want to work on. I want to work on the music that I want to find. I don't want to, like, make every people, like, everyone love me because they're not. Never. Mm -hmm. And if they do, it's short-lived because they can't wait for you to fall after that, because you can't sustain that. But just, it's not about me, man. Like, when you're DJing, I, it, the the bigger the stage, I, the more I thought it was about, like, they're here somehow to see me. Or, it's, not, it's not about what they could give me. It's what I could give them. I know it sounds cliche, but it really is, like, it's not about them patting me on the back. It's for me to, like, give them as much as I can to have a great experience. So, thinking that I that everybody's gonna love you is never gonna happen, and thinking that one day, uh, you know, the top of the mountain is when you hit this point, it's not. It's not. Money doesn't make you happy, and you know the the pats on the back don't make you happy. It's really like how do you feel, and then that's where it's gonna really start. Like when people see how you feel about your music or pl- you're playing music that you love, no one can sell that but you. Yeah. It's, it's crazy,
0: like, I, I mean, I haven't seen you in a, long, in a long time, and I actually haven't heard you play, but I've been meaning to come out to, to hear you play and stuff like that. But I'm curious to see, do you, have, have you, do you think your DJ style has changed? Yes. And to what, to what,
2: to um, what point? I, I'm not shy to look at people in the face when I'm playing. Like, I'm really, like, looking at everybody, like, we're all living this right now. Like, this is it. I want to turn around and look at people behind. How me. does
0: that affect your performance?
2: Um, well how did
0: how, you know what, what's the difference when you weren't looking at people well, what what does that do how does that change you yeah. how um, does that change the way you, you're DJing when you're looking I feel
2: like people? there's like little moments that I can't even explain like just even talking about it I, I feel like especially like in the library like I love looking as far as I can from the room in the back corner and there's one guy that's like kind of digging what you're doing but he's having a drink and I'm like what up and he's just like hi I'm like yeah man I see you we're here This is it. We're living it. And then it's like the people in front of me, like I don't want them to feel like I am the room. We are the room. I'm not the guy. I'm just trying to, you know, uh, cook this room, but we're all cooking this room because I'm looking at your vibe and I'm cooking what I feel like this room needs right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether it's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to drop a vocal. You know what? I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. And the minute I win that trust, then it's like, let's go everywhere now.
0: Do you feel that at a certain point earlier in your career or maybe when you started doing the the big rooms you were kind of like
2: forcing yeah. the energy upon them a little bit? A little bit? Yeah. And what do they want to hear? Yeah. Let me guess. Let me try to see like what do they want to hear? Like almost like mathematics a little bit, right? Yeah, that those people sat down. Those people stood
0: up. Well, what's going? What, what? What? Why did that happen? Right?
2: Yeah. What happened? Like a, a bunch of people left, and it's like you can't really predict that. And and I still do that math in the main room, and even at Lava Brunch, like you have to like see what's working, what's not working. But um, like if 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 it's t- if it's not coming from the booth and it doesn't feel good, they're not. You're not gonna have that room. You're not gonna grab grab that room. Mm-hmm. Because once they trust you, then you could do whatever you want.
0: Do you think a lot of EDM house DJs have that frame of mind of reading a room?
2: No. No. Do you think you got that from doing open format? I think I got that for falling on my face a million times. How so? Just by bombing. But in what, what genre? Like losing the room. In for, every, for any genre? In every room. Yeah, I've, I've You know, in open format, it was just like... You know, if, especially if I don't do it for a while, I could tell, like, oh, they're not really buying this because there's a bunch of new stuff that I'm not playing or this is old mm-hmm. or this room is too young. Like, um, yeah, man, it's like I've fallen on my face a lot and I've been looked at a, or I've been, you know, suggested what I should do a lot. And that just built my confidence. It's, it's helped me build my confidence. I still work on that, but... Man, it's scary sometimes, man. When you you don't get the room like erupted how you think, and you're throwing every trick out in the book, or does that still happen now, though? It still happens, man. It does. Yeah, it happened to me this weekend. Really? Yeah. And I and I was unhappy with myself, like as far as like I didn't feel like I got to get them as fired up as I wanted to. But what can I do? Maybe it's just the room. So you didn't figure it out later. I I think I did I I don't know. Yeah. I still think about it. I drive home and I think about it. It's just so rough when you have a a, a bad night. And it, I don't think yeah. Yeah, yeah, a bad night is definitely bad. It
0: but. sticks with you for like it can stick with you like in the worst case scenario, yeah. it can stick with you for like 2 months or more. Yeah. It can if it really haunts you, it could stick with you for like a year or so. Yeah. When that,
3: that happens, the best that. thing is just to get back on the deck on the decks. Like yeah. as soon as that happens, you just kind of forget about it by playing again.
2: Is it bad because you think it's bad or because your expectations are
3: too high? I think it's a little bit of both. Mm. I know for, for me personally, I think I have high expectations and I go in with a lot of confidence. And then a lot of that is ego. Like, I know I'm gonna kill it. And then when it doesn't happen, I'm like, damn. Like, I let myself down. I let the crowd down. I let the venue down. The bartenders, they're probably talking about me in a group chat. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm thinking about all
0: these things. That's a lot of things, man.
3: That's a lot of (laughs) things. A whole lot of things. So, yeah, Yeah. it sits with you. I'm in the bed after I showered that night. Like, fuck. Like, I gotta redeem myself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And the best way I know how is to just get back
2: up and do it again. I mean it could be the room too sometimes. The room is just not in that in that state of my mind, like party. Like it's not they're not yeah. gonna maybe go as hard as you think they are. Yeah. The
0: the best thing that ever happens is like, man, I'm not figuring out this room. I can't get it's this, this room. And then like a manager comes up to me and they're just like, It's just yo, it's a weird night. Yeah. I'm like, It's not just me then. Yeah. They're like,
2: Yeah, it's a weird night, man. So that yeah. happened to me this weekend. That, that, I was trying and trying and trying and then they were like, It's just a weird day. I'm like, then I was like, Did I make it weird? <laughs> Was it? Did I? Did I sculpt God, this weird? But it's not like I just. I'm trying. I, it's, it's. But it, but it's also like that rodeo week. It's a different in, crowd in, in of Las people. Yeah. Oh man! It's the rodeo time. It's the rodeo yeah. week. Rodeo <laughs> week is slow season right before season. the holidays. Yeah, yeah, a, lot yeah. A, lot a lot of everything, elements Everything, man. People could be full. Yeah. Like just like tired. Mm-hmm. You know, holidays have been eating like shit. Exactly. Everyone's yeah. energy is lower. Mm-hmm. The weather. Yeah. But still, like you're. You, you're you there, the server, you you have to make this thing go, like the hottest, in your head at least. Yeah, they, yeah. They gotta know that I, I fucked this room harder than anyone else. I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't really fuck this room as hard as I was going to, man. <laughs> it's this. so true,
0: though. It fucking haunts me, man. It haunts me more than I would, I mean, probably all of us, it haunts us more than we would like it to. And it yeah. really, it's like, it just comes up, man. I, I, more more recently this this year, I've had, times when i'm just like i blank out on the next songs to play and that's like never happened and i don't know if it's my old age and memory or or what the fuck it is but like i just black out sometimes i'm like what the fuck where do i go and i kind of like i'm you know and i i get back on it but those like 10 seconds anxiety kicks in those fucking 10 seconds when i'm like Wait, where do where do I go? I can ruin this right like, now. <laughs> well, like the worst is when the room is like going off. Yeah, and when the room is going off, you're just kind of like, yo, I, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. I'm like, I, I'm like eight songs in, I already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now this year for the first time, it's like, wait, where do?
2: I, should I go this way or that way? And I'm like, kind of looking at them, and I, that that's never really happened to me before. Yeah, yeah. have you ever just like taking a complete U turn in in the peak of a moment? Like, this is, everything's working. You're like, nope, let's go make a U-turn.
0: Yeah. I've, I've, I mean, I've ate shit, and I've, I've looked like, you know, I've looked like a hero, too, at the same time. But, you know. <laughs> but those chances, man. Those, yeah.
2: Those chances are, like, the room needs that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going off so hard. Like, nope, let's just completely go a different direction and start from scratch. I actually respect that when I
3: see a DJ do that. Cause I'm like, damn! It takes a lot of balls, first. but it's got to work. It has if it to doesn't work,
0: work it's kind of like, oh, man. Yeah.
3: And when it, even when it
0: bombs, I, I'm if, like, if, if it the doesn't nerve. work, I want to leave. <laughs> cause I'm like, oh man, like, cause is, I, I know that feeling, and I'm like,
2: yeah. I want to go. Like, but I don't want to. Not like an ear. Not like you went and like played fucking the soundtrack with Barney Miller or something. <laughs> <laughs> Another old ass. I
4: know, reference. right? <laughs> Jamie's like, you
2: know
4: "Was no. <laughs> but I know it was an old reference. That's why I laughed because I'm like, I really don't know where he's going with it.
2: No, but, you know, but just an unexpected, like, good hit. Just a hit, but it's a completely different energy. Just, but it's fun. Like, boom. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like to do that, especially with open format. I like to do that because I don't know what to say when the thing's too hype. When it's like open format is super hype. I'm like, uh... Okay, now we gotta take a U turn, cause I don't know what to do, and that's when I know what I have to like. Oh, oh I gotta play Twenty One Questions right now. This is it. Great. If you're from tw- if you're in New York or you know this era, this is the song where it's like, yes, Twenty One Questions always hits nice.
0: I
5: haven't played that in a minute. When
0: that, it <laughs> always does. <laughs> 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 yeah. New York City. Yes. You're right at New York City. That <laughs> feel so good, man. That's such a great that that song just still hits. Yeah. It's insane. I haven't played that in a minute. I'm going to try it really? this time. Yeah, I haven't played it. It's so funny, like, with all the new music and all of this shit, I mean, I feel like hip-hop had a horrible year this year, but yeah. it's just so crazy how some of these songs from the 2000s, like, they're just They're, hitting. like, bigger now. They're I mean, they big now. so
4: hard. But right I dropped where the party yeah. at the other day and shit went off. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jagged Edge? Yeah. Oh, wow. That, din- 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 din, that little guitar in the beginning? Yeah. Fucking works like magic.
0: It's it's crazy, man. I, you know what, man? I, I kind of I'm 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 glad. Uh, what do you call it? We finally got you here. Yeah, We've been dude. actually talking about getting yeah, you I've on a while, years, years, bro.
2: I'm so glad. Listen, I couldn't make a couple, and I know Darren tried to reach out, and I said like no three times, and I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> Honestly, I think you're the first house DJ we had on the podcast,
3: for sure. Really? Right? Yeah. 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 Oh wow. Yeah. I feel honored, is- <laughs> man. I feel well, honored. Thank you. It had to be you, though. Yeah, we I mean, all we, 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 all wanted we to,
4: we've man. talked about it having a house had DJ to be you. but we're like it had to be you <laughs> but we're like uh we don't know how we're going to
0: conduct this shit and then yeah you know it's funny whenever I, I i i see you i feel i just remember the i feel like we just really went through like boot camp in the 2000s for nightclubs yeah. and we were there it was it was like I won't say it was a war, but it was just—it was just like it was, it was a battlefield, man. It wasn't easy. It was like physically, mentally, spiritually drained, emotionally. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was yeah. like you know, and Las Vegas in that whole club scene, the Jolo nightlife scene was like so exhausting, man. Yeah. And then the what was that dude's name? Don Don motherfucking Johnson Johnson. Yeah. Don yeah. Fu- motherfucking Johnson. Not so, the like, Miami Vice Don Johnson. No, that was, that was it's, Don it's Johnson. Huge. He's a isn't he like a poker player? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. he's he he would come in and and he would always want to hear bon-, bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, it doesn't matter. I think at one point, Five was DJing and Nicki Minaj was performing. Yeah. And while she was performing, Don Johnson came in and they had to cut one of her songs off and play the Bon Jovi song. That's fun. insane. <laughs> while Nicki Minaj was performing, Jeez. and she was just like. The fuck is this song like? <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I could
2: imagine. That is insane. It was like the boom, boom, You know that Bon Jovi? Boom, boom, on a prayer. You know what happened with him and uh, Dead Mouse, right? No. Yeah. When well, I've he, heard he, about that. Yeah. Did he send him like quarter of a mil? He didn't pay him. I think yeah, okay. something went. On. I don't know if it went to like le- it went to like the legal system and all that. But so,
0: so the story was that Dead Mouse was was DJing. Yes, Don Motherfucking Johnson was there, and supposedly said he would tip him half a mil or a quarter of a mil, something huge, to play Bon Jovi. Damn. And Dead Mouse played it, but and he never got paid. Never got paid. Smart man. <laughs> he took him to court. Yeah, he wow. did take him to court.
2: Well, I think they blamed, They did take it more through like the venue. Like okay this is someone's gonna have to like you know so did they Mops get anything out of it i don't know i'm not I'm i think not he got it. his money i think he got something but i don't know if it went down as easy Wait, is, that, is that legal though how can he sue him i don't know if
4: they sue it's him. a verbal contract wow agreement this is we're listening to jamie say this <laughs> story. Well, jamie. google it <laughs> it's, it's a, a verbal crim- agreement criminal justice yeah. major you know that's a verbal agreement <laughs> It's in a ver- it's it still stands if it's verbal if he, if they made a transaction verbally it's a contract.
0: Such a crazy time that era, dude. The Jolo Perry was crazy. We were living that shit together, yeah. You Remember that shit? Yeah. We'd be yeah. there till like fucking six a.m. Yeah. We never got the bonuses. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. <laughs> we didn't get nothing. I was just literally no DJing. No nothing. I was DJing like two out, two extra hours, watching the clubs make like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I didn't even get like a fucking thank you or anything, yo. <laughs> no Christmas card. Look at you me know what I'm face. saying? <laughs> yeah. Man. And I felt good. Actually, felt good for like the staff and like the waitresses and the busboys because I knew they were gonna get tipped out really well.
1: Even the club, like you want to you want to
0: see your club do well, do well. Mm-hmm. But then it was just like there was no gesture mm-hmm.
2: at all to the DJs to be like, yo, thank you for staying two I hours. See, we right we I saw one time, oh, and shit. they they kept like open for like a bikini contest and they were like for JOLO? yeah it was <laughs> like we. St- it was stale like an it.
0: impromptu bikini like, contest like okay
2: we're gonna do like a yeah like like, bikini like a fashion show? They, like, something them, like that like, like wake
4: them and shit? that's fucked like, like, the waitresses to wear
2: a bikini? no there was there was just patrons that were there and like listen we're gonna go upstairs. There's gonna be a, a contest, and oh, and then
0: Jolo would be like, "I have this much
2: money I'm for the write winner." I'm check or something like that. Like, if you're gonna get paid like the grand, you know, prize ten thousand dollars, something like that. It was crazy, man. True, man I I was what afraid. what a time! It was. It was also the, <laughs> that was also the time. I don't know if they still do this.
0: I'm not gonna say in a nightclub, but oh. they would do the same thing with Jolo. They would do this. They would uh, fill a bathtub with fucking champagne. Yeah, I like so I remember seeing that Crystal champagne. Yeah. And I mean, it, you want to go deeper than that? There was a time where... But he, they would like dunk Jolo in
2: there and he'd be bathing with champagne. Oh, I've never seen that. you never seen that <laughs> shit? <laughs> I've seen a hundred bottles of Cristal come out or a hundred bottles of Patron Platinum come out to random people. Like I've, I've never seen that. Just yeah. tubs by oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the boatloads coming he would, out. He would do that. Like, where I've seen him do it. And My family was actually in town. My wife's family was in town and they all got a bottle of Cristal and they're like, what mm-hmm. is going on? <laughs>
0: They'd be like, yo, Joe Joe's in the building and he wants to say he loves everybody. And uh, I think it was,
4: all of the lights.
0: It was all, was it the all of the lights? Yeah, you tell me it was all yeah. of the lights. I think it was him. Yeah. Could have been somebody else, could, but everybody, a couple songs, yeah. Everybody was like, everyone got a bottle of Patron and a bottle of champagne. Yeah.
2: And then he would carry like, celebrities with him. At one point, he had the, the Gangnam Style guy with him. Oh, yeah. And then he had like Swiss Beats was there. Like, they were all piggybacking on that. Like, everyone was getting paid. Yeah. yeah. I remember I saw him with Paris Hill. Allegedly,
4: allegedly, allegedly.
2: Oh. Yeah, Paris
0: Hill. No, 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 people. Usher. Uh, sure.
4: Allegedly. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie Foxx.
0: <laughs> Crooked, allegedly. People were allegedly getting paid yeah. to hang out with that motherfucker. Listen to <laughs> me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That was a crazy time. Yeah. It was crazy times.
2: I feel like I've had a lot of those, though. Like that was the craziest excess time, but yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 no, yeah.
2: because we, we like you know even at Marquee we still have our core crazy guys that come in here. They're actually friends of mine, mm-hmm. and they just go in, man. Like this summer, I did, I did I did a show where it was from noon, and then the headliner came on from three to five, and then mm-hmm. I came, and I played from five till two a.m. Yeah. At the <laughs> day club, at the day club, they got catering from Carbone. Mm. They brought tables out. They brought food. They kept ordering bottles. It was like, damn.
4: It. Yeah, I seen Mike Attack, uh post some of those. Like when he's like, it's just that one cabana. Yeah, and he's just DJing for them. Yeah, and he's po Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, that was rough though during the pandemic when, uh, like, right when shit op- reopened during the pandemic. Yeah, because. It was like, you know, it was like 30% capacity. Mm -hmm. So you only had like a few tables there and it wasn't packed, but you still had to DJ six hours and like keep these tables here. That was like, and it was kind of, everything looked kind of sparse a little bit. Yeah. But you still had to find the energy between these tables and everyone was just like completely separated and like distanced, you know, social distance.
2: Yeah. It was. It was hard to watch, but at the same time, like, I was grateful. I was like, man, at least I'm doing so, – I'm working. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was fulfilling, like, as far as, like, oh, I'm making this whole – like, what we look for now. Right. Um, but you got to – I was, like like I said, even microdosing mushrooms back then, I was reminding myself, like, man, these people are sad. They're escaping, like, L.A. or Miami or the Midwest or Europe, and they're coming here to, like, man, can I just get a little piece of, like – a nightlife or a day life mm-hmm. or hang out with my girl by the pool. And eat, like we started serving food at marquee. That's what we weren't a night. We weren't a day club. We were a, a restaurant with a, with a pool. Cause that was the loophole. Right? It was a mar- marquee open. pool. We couldn't call it day club. So right. people were like literally eating wings and just, <laughs> just we, you have to order a minimum of 500 for this. Okay. So we ordered wings, nachos, some, and then like some drinks and it's like, okay. So it was kind of a house party, but very spread out. And I was like, I'm not going to get that thrill of, like, this is the moment. Yeah, yeah. The volume had to be at a certain level because it couldn't be a nightclub. It had to be a pool restaurant. Mm -hmm. So that was hard, man. Again, on my ego, like, damn. It's it's funny because, like,
0: what's happening in Vegas now, like, people are coming to Vegas outside of the country and, and from certain states, and they're doing, like, vaccination Vegas parties. So they're coming here. They're getting vaccinated vaccinated because they can't get the vaccine in certain countries. Wow. Or certain states, you know, it's it's not readily available. So they're coming to Vegas. They're getting vaccinated. But like, hey, we're going to go to Vegas to get vaccinated. But let's make it a fucking, let's make it a whole party, like a whole vacation shit. So they come out and they get vaccinated. And I only started noticing this. And I was talking with motherfuckers because I got the the booster shot recently. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone—it wasn't locals. It was like someone, someone, from Arizona, someone from Mexico, someone from like all, like you know, South America. It was just all scattered and shit.
2: Trying to get their dose here, trying to get their vaccination
0: here, fuck, and stuff. And but they were making a weekend of it, like a like a whole vacation, like a divorce party. Yeah, and like, there's there's literally, awkward. yeah, there's literally like travel. And I was talking with them, and there's Sorry. there's travel agencies that are setting up vaccination, wow, uh, Vegas trips, so motherfuckers can come to Vegas. While out, get vaccinated, and go back. Wow! And so man. it was like going through that. I mean,
2: Vegas is always gonna supp- you know, supplement that. Like even like I just said, like divorce parties. Like what? That's just an, you know. Okay.
0: <laughs> hey, I get that shit.
2: Yeah. I understand that one hundred percent. Yeah. I Are get you really? it. No, I'm not divorced. Oh, okay. But I get it. <laughs> I get that
0: shit one hundred percent. Hey yo, Lima. Thank you, man, for Yo, coming. Man, thanks for it. having me, man. I appreciate no, it. Great. It's been a long time coming. In. No, I'm, I'm really,
2: really grateful. It's like a good time too. Is like a weird. This is like a, a month to be have some clarity because everything's kind of slowed down. You know, everything ramped back up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was for for me. It was hard like to get this thing back up to where, and it was even more I think um, energetic than I remember it. Like. When everything came back on, like in May and June, yeah, it was busier than I remember it being five years ago. Yeah, so it yeah. was a oh, lot yeah. to hit the ground with, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, this is now I'm slowing down and I'm kind of processing what's happened this year. So this is a good time to talk about this. For me, yeah. too, like they let it all out. Like, what, what just happened? Because, <laughs> you know, a year ago right now, we didn't know that this year was going to be yeah, this big, I guess. Right, well, right. now it's like a weird time because like... You know, I, I think a lot of our friends,
0: or a lot of people in our circles are getting uh, are getting COVID and stuff again. and it's spreading again, like, yeah. a lot more. And I've, I'm I'm seeing a lot of other, like, corporate entities pull, pulling back a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, around this time and stuff like that.
2: I, I mean, I don't know, man. I've had both. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: take care of I – mean, yo, continue taking care of yourself, man. It's inspiring, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> For real. Thank you. I'm going to try that uh, – you know, no porn shit. <laughs>
2: Fuck that. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Commit for a week, man. Check out
0: that
5: Ted
2: special. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish, honestly, I send wish, me the link for that Ted special. I wish, I, I'll, I'll look for it. Thank like you, I said, man, thank you, man. You, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really appreciate it. appreciate, you. appreciate you.
4: Thanks for tuning into The Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe
0: to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash djcity. And we'll see you next Wednesday.